look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in Northwest Pennsylvania. We broadcast live every weeknight. That's Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. We are the dog father of alternative media. Notice I said dog father, right? Somebody leaked something. There's something going on. Oh, just wait. Folks, uh, we're proud to be broadcast right here on the Global Star Radio Network, where our guest tonight has his own show. Our guest tonight is Dr. Ted Brower. So excited. He's just back from a lengthy investigative trip in Europe. We're going to be talking about that tonight. So, folks, make certain that your seat backs and your tray tables are in their full upright and locked position because we are going to experience some turbulence tonight. You think this week was all for naught? No, this is the capstone, the finished capstone of this week. In addition to being on Global Star Radio Network, we're also simulcast on Blog Talk Radio Network, BTR. And, of course, you can watch us live and also access our archive on our YouTube channel. All you have to do is go to hagmanandhagman.com. That's right. Spell it all out. Two ends on Hagman. Several options from SoundCloud, BTR, to iTunes, the Global Star. Yep. And if you really get, uh, if you're really, uh, desperate, you can always just, uh, just call me. We'll go for coffee and I'll just repeat what I said uh, earlier. (laughs) And Joe too, right? Yeah. And and we'll drag Eric the Tech along with us. Eric the Tech in studio as well. Oh, I think he's got Stockholm syndrome. We don't really need to drag him anywhere anymore. Well, see, and folks, you know, we're we are going to be covering as yes, we have our official press passes. We're going to be covering the Republican National Convention in Cleveland, Ohio. We're also, hopefully, assuming we get out of that unscathed, we're. <laughs> We're going to be covering the Democratic uh, National Convention in Philadelphia. 
but well, what we're going to do is uh, Eric volunteered to wear a Trump shirt and Joe the Trump shirt and hat. Make America Great Again hat right. at the DNC. At the DNC. So Absolutely. I, I, what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to just hang with our bodyguard um, who's going to be, well, he, okay, we, we've got one in Cleveland, actually, um, an armed guard in Cleveland. Go figure, right? I'll have the Make America uh, Make America Great hat yep. and the yep. Hillary for Prison T-shirt. But we, we we actually we just we just set that up. Uh, I just got the word on the uh, armed escort today for Cleveland. Now, just so you know, if I wear the same clothes in Cleveland, do you think we'd need an armed escort? <laughs> no, I think you. I don't know. No, I think so. Um, so having said that. Um, we get a, we're excited about this. We get a great show tonight. Yes, Dr. We do. Ted Breuer. Healthmasters.com is his website. Healthmasters.com is his website. He's got some incredible new information. He, well, why are we, well, wait a second, Joe. Why are we cloudy? I don't well, know. What, what, the, the color could be, uh, I don't know hey, if it's a color combo. Let me just wipe the screen here. Okay. Hmm. See this picture, Dan? This was taken, uh, posted to the Facebook account uh, by a steward. See the plane in the background? She posted this on her Facebook account. Okay. I, I'm going to give this to Eric. He can put it up on the screen so we can explain what we're talking about. There's a plane sticking out of the back of the yeah, water and the flight attendant walking on, out of the... On. You know that's just BS, right? Who does that? And then their plane goes down. It t- maybe it, it is a coincidence, but from all the things we've seen, well, no, I, I, I okay. So, so what you're saying is that was done prior to the crash. Whether she knew what she was doing or somebody helped, uh, you I mean, can't trust anything on 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 the internet in terms of the Facebook, <sighs> the the graphics, the. But who would do that? Well, obviously, I mean, someone who. I don't know. More on that. We don't want to keep our, our guests waiting. No. Um, to be sure, uh, let me just make sure I, I'm, I'm ticking off things here on the uh, pre-show checklist. Okay, that's done. Oh, folks, um, go ahead and uh, have a visit to our new web store. It's open. It's secure. In fact, it's protected by an SSL, so all of your transactions are secure. It's HagmanReportStore.com. Yes. Yes, I actually had to mail it to you. And then, now, HagmanReportStore.com. It's open. We celebrated our grand opening last week. Now, so HagmanReportStore.com. And, um, it, 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 take a really good look at the product descriptions. It tells it all. Okay. You have to go to the product descriptions and really understand what we're attempting to do. We have more in store for you, pun intended, uh, later on. But uh, we're also selling, um, uh, what we're doing is we're tearing off the labels from Dr. Ted Brower's, uh, <laughs> nutritional supplements and slapping them on Walmart supplements. Yes, we have, uh, oh, I shouldn't pink have. sticks. Yeah, not purple sticks, but pink sticks, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. And we have a, they put a you book, to sleep. uh, uh, break health. Yeah, not breakthrough health, but break health. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I would never do that. I've got to say this. Um, I have never felt better in terms of my physical health 
And this is not a sales pitch. This is just a matter of fact. You know something? One of my favorite people is Dr. Ted Brower. And I got an opportunity to meet him. And you know something? I can kick myself because I didn't get enough time to spend with him in Florida. This is about a year ago. Uh, Dr. Ted Brower is a man of integrity, great character. He's a Christian. He has a Christian business called healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Now, this is not an infomercial at all when we bring him on. We talk about current events, and we're going to be talking about stuff today. But Dr. Ted Brower is, I, I just, I, I'm awed by his, man, this guy, this guy reads like 25 books a week. And I think, I'm not sure, but I do believe he's got an iodetic memory. I could be wrong. If not, it's certainly a photographic memory. And he certainly is uh, one of the most intelligent people I know when it comes to, uh, uh, well, just about everything. And that's a compliment because you know a lot of people. I do, all six of them. <laughs> yeah, anyway, all right. So with that, Joe, I'm going to kick it to you. Go for it. All right. Uh, Dr. Ted Breuer, healthmasters.com is his website, his book, Breakthrough Health. Uh, we use his supplements that he, uh, the business he owns, the, uh, he makes his own supplements. It's a family-run business. Um, he has his Austin. bathtub. Not he only does the it's radio full of show cod liver oil, and he takes, <laughs> he takes a little capsules, and he, he, he just, you know. He, that cod liver oil is some powerful stuff. He just, but they... Uh, they have a fantastic product line, not only of, of nutrients, supplements, and vitamins, but things like the Hagman uh, blood sugar protocol, or um, they tailor to your needs. Yes. Um, they are very uh, user-friendly. Folks, give them a call if you have any questions, if you um, you know are interested or curious about uh, starting um you know, a, a new kind of workout regimen, a new kind of diet. Talk to Ted. They will work with you. You don't have to, to call and order something. Just like Americans Survival Wholesale, they are there to help the listeners and to help their customers. And uh, Ted's a great guy, and he'd be more than willing to, him or his son uh, or who, whoever's working, awesome. we'd be more than yeah. willing to work yep. with you and, and to, to find out what works best for you. Now, with that, Ted's back from out of being out of the country. Yep. And it's great to have him back on the show, Ted. I'm going to turn it right over to you and just let listed, you uh, just let you go where you will. We're, we're going to get dinner and we'll be back. Not get back. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, hey, Doug. I, it's good to be back with you. I was on I was on a vacation. And it was also a report thing that I was doing over in Europe for about 23 days, and so I'm blessed because I've got a lot of air, airline points. So we get to fly over there for free. And I've got a lot of hotel points. I get to stay for free. So it was a really big free trip, basically, is what it was. Total trip out of pocket was probably 1500 bucks for fuel and for some food. So it was a really inexpensive trip. I got to do a lot of fun things. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But while I was gone, I did a few shows with Austin, probably about a half a dozen to a dozen while I was, I was there. And I was talking about the current news events. I'm going to cover some of those things with you again and what I found in Europe. But the thing that blew my mind is that the obfuscation that was being done in the United States right now with the transgender bathroom issue, they have basically taken the issue that's ridiculous and blown it up into this national debate, and it's really kind of sad. And so when I got home today, I actually got home two days ago, I read an article. It was from the Now the End Begins, and the name of the article was Barack Obama created the transgender construct to completely reset Americans' society. And I wrote a little piece on that this morning, a few paragraphs, and I sent it out to my uh, my database, and it said, this is a must-read article. 
the only way that resetting this transgender issue with Obama is acceptable is that, like Rubio, Obama is gay. Uh, when Joan Rivers called him and Michelle out, she was dead in less than a month. Obama, as far as I'm concerned, is a blatant hypocrite for remaining in the closet. The media, which is controlled by Hollywood, the Communist International Banker Group, is also openly supportive of Sodom and Gomorrah. They're Sabbateans, the followers of the false messiah of the 1600s. Their goal is simply this, to subvert everything God created to turn it upside down. They are most likely being controlled by interdimensional entities. Paul McGuire talks about this. We call them demons. Many feel this is the fallen angel handiwork from Genesis chapter 6. I agree with this premise. Jesus said that it was as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon his return. In those days, every thought of man was evil. Obama is seeking to restore Sodom and Gomorrah using the USA as a template. This is minimally, minimal compared to what Hillary will do if she's elected. Plus, many have now been brainwashed into believing that an acceptance of deviant sexual lifestyles in everyone's best interest. This is what happened in Rome. Sadly, most Christians sit in their happy, happy churches and don't see reality but only a false paradigm being promoted by name-it, claim-it, blab-it, grab-it, greedy preachers who are masquerading as men of the cloth. These men refuse to preach repentance. They refuse to preach holiness. It's all about filling their churches with politically correct groupies. Everyone, please wake up. The time is short. We need to restore our once great company, our country. The, con the communists, backed by the Rothschilds from the 1930s, who were primarily Satanists who came out of Russia, have created this mess. Senator Joe McCarthy was right. And that's what I wrote this morning at 7 o'clock in a non-lack of, in a lack of sleep-induced stupor. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And so, uh, it's interesting being on a six-hour jet lag with, from Germany. So right now in Germany where I was, it's about 1 o'clock in the morning as I'm starting the show. So I'm pretty awake and I feel pretty good, but I want to go over with you what happened to us while we were in Germany. Uh, the Muslim problem in Germany has gone off the chain. Uh, people in Nuremberg, top people in hotels, hotel managers, are trying to exit Germany now, Doug and Joe. They said that Germany is gone, that it's being destroyed by Angela Merkel. Uh, they told me basically that she was a communist, that she was raised in East Germany, and that they hope they can get her out of office, but the damage has already been done, and that they realize that Germany will no longer be a Christian nation, probably within 20 years they'll be gone, and they'll be under Sharia law. This is what's happened in Europe. Uh, when I was in Munich, we drove up to the hotel. There was a Muslim guy working there at the valet. It was at the Weston. He, he even refused to take my car. He told me I could go park it on the street, that the, their parking lot was full, and that, that was just he wasn't taking the vehicle. I mean, that's how empowered they've become in Europe. And he was working Ted, there. Not to interrupt you, but in Germany, mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw this, but they uh, Merkel and government were arresting anybody making anti-immigration comments on social media mass arrests were ongoing well i i asked multiple people about that joe and i was going to bring that story up i could find no evidence of that in germany while i was there for the three weeks above I, I was also in italy and so we're going to talk about all of that but i couldn't find any evidence of that though i do believe it is going on I couldn't verify that, so that's why I wasn't going to bring it up tonight. But I personally believe it is going on because Merkel is really cracking down because they don't want anti-Muslim rhetoric. See, the Germans have been brainwashed because of World War II and any anti, any other race comment 
uh, they believe is basically verboten. They can't do that. I've talked on your show multiple times about how we had some friends of ours. They're an executive at Volkswagen. They were here years ago. We met them and talked to them. We've known them for about 10 years now. And we were actually in our house talking about what was going on you know, with Germany and the Muslims. This was years ago. And I asked them, I said, you know, how is it in Germany? And they said, well, it's not what you think it is. There's certain words that we have now that are forbidden, which means they're forbidden. And I said, well, you have forbidden words? They go, yeah, we don't have a freedom of speech like you have in America. That's not part of what we, what we have in our, our government. He goes, what we have, if you say anything, if you mention Hitler or the Third Reich or the Fatherland or the Nazis, he says those are forbidden words and you can be put in jail for that. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. He goes, no, I'm not kidding you. He says, they're politically incorrect, and we're not allowed to use them. They want us to forget anything that really happened in World War II, and they only want to give us a basically uh, reformulated version, a sanitized version. And he said, and what they've done, you know, World War II, you know, Stalin ended up killing 60 million of his own people. And But what we've done here is we've turned World War II into a footnote for the Holocaust. And he goes, we've changed everything as far as the reality of what happened in the war, but we're not allowed to talk about it. And the politically correct version of World War II is being taught in the schools. So, yes, Joe, I do believe, even though I did not see any evidence of it, that their media is so censored there by the Rothschild cartel that they are arresting Germans, but I didn't see any evidence of that because they simply don't want people putting Facebook posts out. Because the same thing that Hitler did with his Night of the Long Knives and, you know, in Kristallnacht and everything else when they came after people. But now it's the opposite end. Now instead of, you know, you know, fascism and Nazism being vogue, it's basically political correctness has taken over that mantra. And we're going to talk, we, I've got, I've got to tell you some stuff that happened in Dresden too. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through a chronological event of while we were there. And I want to tell you everything that transpired while we were there, and I mean, this isn't something I read. I was there, and I saw all of this stuff. But, but the guy in Munich refused to take my car. It ended up with me having to talk to the general manager of the hotel there, and he was basically telling me that, that he, they didn't know what to do, that the Germans had stopped reproducing little Germans, and they were having to bring immigrants in to run the entire country now, and that they all realized that they had screwed up by having you know one child per family, and that they were basically being exterminated basically through you know not being, no, no reproduction. Then we ended up talking to Volkswagen, one of the Volkswagen executives. He said Volkswagen, after they were basically fined this, what, over 10 million euros for what was going on with their emissions with the diesels, he said that they basically had gone, gone into this giant austerity campaign. Now they're cutting back on everything. And he told me that Volkswagen was unwilling to even discuss. This guy's an executive of Volkswagen. They were unwilling to discuss any information of what really happened with the Volkswagen because of plausible deniability, and they didn't want these guys going out and saying they knew what was happening. I mean, what a mess that whole thing turned into Volkswagen. Jim Willie said that the reason this happened, now I don't believe everything Jim Willie says, but he's got some pretty good points, and sometimes he, he nails it pretty hard. He said that Volkswagen had discovered a new type of injection system using compressed steam and water vapor that was being produced through the manifold on the engine as it had heated, and it was actually increasing the fuel economy of the car to about 150 miles per gallon and they were going to release that technology and they were told by the the, uh, the banking cartels they couldn't release it because of what it would do to fuel costs and drop the price of gasoline because the demand would fall to the floor and they refused to listen and that's when they got fined the $14 billion. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Uh, we also went to uh, down to southern Germany to the Eagle's Nest 
you know, which was basically uh, where Hitler had his 50th birthday party, and they gave him this beautiful retreat on top of a mountain. And uh, the thing that was so interesting about this, these are the super, super, super conservative German people who lived down in that area, and there were no immigrants there. I mean, none. It was basically, you know, not to coin a phrase that's wrong or whatever, but it was all white people. That was it. And it was strange because I, I, I didn't see that anywhere else in Germany, but they're in southern Germany and parts of Austria. While we were in Salzburg, they were having a May festival. And again, they were wearing lederhosen and their costumes. And again, there were no Muslims because think about this. They're all about pork in Germany, and they were having this huge pork get-together, and the Muslims weren't there. And so it was really interesting to see that. That was very close to the area where they had filmed the movie, The Sound of Music, back in the 60s with Julie Andrews. Now, when we got down to Venice, uh, Venice is being overrun uh, with uh, just... Uh, just and, you know, outside of Venice, outside of the islands, it's being overrun with the uh, with with the Muslims, and the and the, they're out on they're on the streets begging for money. And this is in this is a, one of the probably the highest uh, profitability or highest standard of living places that and Milan in Italy because Italy's in a terrible mess. When we went to Venice, I, I met with a guy from the Murata Glass Factory, and I actually interviewed him and took a bunch of notes with what he was saying. And he said that before the euro came into play, you could buy a pair of shoes for like a hundred thousand lira, which was about fifty bucks. And he says now the same pair of shoes, because of the euro is there, is about one hundred and fifty dollars. And he says that the people came in afford to buy food in Italy, and because the IMF has put all these austerity programs on Italy now, that that the whole country is in complete turmoil and that people don't know what to do because they can't even feed their families anymore. So it was really, really, really sad. And he said that they don't know what to do, but they wish they had a Donald Trump. I'm going to repeat this. He said they wish they had a Donald Trump. And he says, you guys need to pray that you don't put Hillary Clinton in office or that she is put in illegally. He said, because she will destroy your country even further. But they were so pro-Donald Trump in Germany and in Europe, it was unbelievable to me, all the people that were awake. And I, I, was, I was actually shocked about that because I actually found more pro-Trump people in Europe than I do in the United States at the airports where I was flying around. When we went to Rome, we were, we were, we were this, this is interesting, you guys would love this. We got to stay at the St. Regis there in Rome on, on points for free. And it was funny to me because they upgraded this big, this big suite because there were some problems with the room. And then after we get in this big suite, it was really nice. They told me that Katy Perry and Madonna had both stayed in that suite. Isn't that cool, guys? Here, these two girls have sold their soul to Lucifer to have that type of lifestyle. And they were, they gave us that room for free. Now we had to pray over the room and, <laughs> and cleanse the room and bind any weird things in the room because those girls, those, those singers had been in there. But uh, it was really, really neat to see God do that for us. I really liked that. But I was warned we were going to drive down to Naples and they told me that the economy in Naples, which is right next to Pompeii, was so bad that the car that I was driving would be stolen if I took it down there and we would probably be abducted and all of our luggage would be stolen or we'd be left standing on the side of the road. I had about 20 different people tell me that. They said, absolutely not. You can't go to Naples. It's too dangerous. You can take a train down there or you can take an armed escort down there, but you don't need to be traveling to Naples or to Pompeii without without being you know escorted which I thought was kind of crazy because the economy down there is the big the biggest part of the economy they have right now is the growth industry in Naples is robbing tourists that's what they do they rob tourists then we went to Zurich and visited a friend of mine in Zurich Switzerland and Zurich they're unbelievably mad because the Swiss National Bank is charging negative interest now for deposits in Swiss francs in the bank 
you know, they're basically taking people's money away. So the Swiss have had enough of it. So what they do is they have a thousand franc, which is a thousand, which is probably about a about eleven hundred dollar bill. And so what they're doing now is these guys are taking this thousand dollar bill and taking all of their money out of the savings accounts and putting the thousand dollar bills in a safety deposit box. <laughs> I thought that was pretty bright, but now the Swiss National Bank is all mad because everybody's withdrawing their deposits. They want to get rid of the thousand dollar bill, but the parent people there are so angry. They said they're not going to let them do that, and so they're, they're not, that's why they're not going to take it away according to the people that I talked to in Switzerland. And while I was there, I met a really good customer of ours. Her name is Jarina, and she lives in uh, Geneva. And she came over to see us and visit with us. And she has two health master babies. Uh, the first one was uh, six to one. One of them six years old. The other one is two years old. The first one wasn't raised entirely on health master supplements. The two-year-old is. And, guys, it was amazing. We went to breakfast with Jarina, and this these children were sat at the breakfast table with us, and they were beautiful. I mean, blonde hair, blue eyes, beautiful kids. Some of the best behaved children I've ever seen. I mean, this lady's a phenomenal mom and parent. I mean, just incredible. And so we spent a couple hours with her that morning and just had a great time. And she thanked us so much because she said, I've raised them like Sharon told me to raise them. And these kids are incredibly healthy. So it was a real blessing to meet one of our customers over there in Europe. Switzerland is one of the only countries in Europe that we can actually ship product to because it's not part of the EU that doesn't stop the products from coming in across the border. They're that strict now with the EU regulations they have. It's really kind of crazy. Then we went to Dresden. Now, Dresden is where they had that massive bombing in 1945 in February of 45, in which they killed some estimates are up to half a million people with women and children for no reason because it was, a, it was a refugee city of women and children and old men who couldn't fight in the war. And the war was going to be over in just a couple of months, but Churchill decided they, they wanted to teach Germany a lesson, and they basically bombed it with concussion bombs at 2 a.m. in the morning. Then they all blew all the roofs off all the houses, and then they turned around about an hour later, and they hit it with incendiaries, and they ignited the entire city into an inferno. Then, I mean, it got so hot, the asphalt melted with people trying to escape the city. There were winds of, you know, two and three hundred miles an hour. The air was being sucked out of the city by the fire. Then they turned around, and they were sitting by the river there. I believe it's called the Elba, and they were just huddled there because, I mean, it was unbelievably cold. It was in February. It was probably like 20 below zero or whatever it was. They were huddled by the river trying not to freeze to death. That's when they brought the P-51 Mustangs in and the, uh, the Spitfires, and they strafed the crowds, killing the women and the children on the riverbank. Over 100,000 died being strafed by 50 caliber machine gun fire. See, this is stuff you don't read about in the books. But what was interesting about that, Dresden, because of its hat, its past, it's gotten really, really a lot of additional propaganda given to it. Because remember, it was a communist uh, satellite for years and years and years, and it wasn't even rebuilt until the 90s, until the wall came down. And the, and the majority of the city has never been rebuilt as far as its Baroque architecture. But what, what they're basically being forced into complete political correctness there. And so as we're driving around the city, we run into this giant parade that was going around the truck route right of the entire city. And it was a, it had to be a George Soros, you know, move on, move on.org parade because it was a big promo for bringing more immigration into Europe, more immigration into Germany and more homosexual rights 
into Europe and into Germany, and there was probably 10,000 people marching. It was huge. And they had floats and incredibly loud music, and they walked around the entire truck route of Dresden promoting this agenda, this George Soros agenda. And the sad part about it is you could tell most of these guys were young. They were probably most of them were communists. They were angry. And it's sad because they have no idea what the truth is and what's happening to them. The weather in Germany is totally screwed up. When I drove from Nuremberg to Stuttgart on on Monday, it dropped down to 36 degrees with freezing rain on the Autobahn. And, I mean, like I had ice under my windshield wipers. Uh, the people said they've never seen anything like it before as far as the weather patterns. And what happened with the Gulf oil spill several years ago, according to John Moore and several scientists, they actually had a huge slowdown, if not a complete stoppage, of the Gulf Stream, which warms the weather there. You know, in the in the winter, in the summertime, because you know this place is way up in Canada as far as on on on, on the uh, longitude, and so it's way way up, it's like the mid part of Canada, so far north, and the weather there was absolutely freezing. Then we flew into Spain the next day because getting free tickets, we couldn't just fly home. We had to ride us through Spain through Madrid, and I was okay with that because I've never been to Madrid. And what was interesting about this, the economy in Spain is in shambles. I mean, the homeless people on the street, Doug and Joe, were everywhere. There were panhandlers everywhere, people begging for food all over the place, on the sidewalks. It was absolutely horrid. I hadn't seen that anywhere else except for parts of Italy where we were in. And that's because Spain, again, is under that austerity program. It's almost impossible for people to get bank loans, and they basically had enough of what's going on because they keep not meeting their marks as far as the austerity and what the bankers want them to spend. Uh, but one thing about Spain, and I never realized this, is that it's one of the cleanest cities. Madrid was one of the cleanest cities in Europe, uh, second only to the German cities and the Austrian cities. Uh, in Italy, you know, the cities are absolutely filthy. I mean, everything's filthy. Roads are in shambles, uh, except for the interstate that are being, you know, you're being charged tolls on. But what was interesting about Madrid is I've been to Mexico City. I've been all over Mexico many times, and everything down there is absolutely filthy. It's just, it's just nasty. But in Spain, it was not. It was it was super, super, super clean. The roads were clean. There wasn't any trash on the roads. Uh, the people there are very, very depressed, though, Doug and Joe, because the economy in Spain is in such shambles. And uh, it's, it's, it's just interesting, interesting to have been able to see all of this stuff and experience it firsthand and let you guys know that, yes, the IMF, the World Bank, all of these people are enslaving Europe and destroying the culture there so that everything that we read about and we see on the Internet, when you go over there, guys, you pretty much find that almost all of this stuff is true. You guys, any questions or comments on this? Just, you know, so people understand Spain, you're talking a lot about Spain. Uh, it's what the, uh, and it's in the top 15, I think it's like 14 in terms of its, uh, uh, GDP in the world. Um, it, it, their unemployment rate, at least stated, is about 23%. That's right, it's awful. In, in, yeah, now, if if I'm not mistaken, they had done something recently. I think either the end of last year or the beginning of this year with their minimum wage, kind of like a Sanders kind of, uh, uh, or, or you know, upping the minimum wage. Maybe not officially, but but there was this push for it. So the government debt is it's about ninety five percent of its GDP. So yeah. Um, the economy of Spain is just in shambles, and yet it's interesting when we read 
things like The Economist, for example, uh, which is a Rockefeller, Rothschild, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, Illuminati power broker owned publication. Oh, Spain is back on its feet. That, according to um, the print edition of The Economist back in August of uh, 2015. Yeah, not even hardly. There it is, folks. Ted Brower giving you uh, really a report from on the ground. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, well, I, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to go over there. And I wanted to see it for myself because you know we were back there in the Christmas time. We you know, we were there, and uh, I love these airline points and the stuff you get for free like that. And the thing I learned was that you know the economy was so cold back then, but we stayed primarily in Germany in the Christmas markets. So you can't get a template of what's going on in Europe because Germany, because it has a surplus as far as its exports, it, it doesn't have a trade deficit. And because it doesn't have a trade deficit, it, it can maintain the rates that are set before it from the from the EU as far as you know the budgetary requirements because it has more money coming into it than it has going out so even though they're dealing with a debt based currency over there like we are in the United States they have more coming in than they have going out this is the big problem that Ross Perot talked about back in the 90s when he said you're going to have a giant sucking sound of all the jobs leaving the United States same thing Trump's talking about now and the sad part about this is, is nobody wants to think about the fact that when you have a surplus you have all this extra money in your country but when you have a deficit that means you're losing money faster than you're bringing it in and there's no way that an economy can maintain that in the long run unless they are the reserve currency of the planet and they can literally print unlimited amounts of money which is what they're trying to do and this is of course what we've done with this you know this this thing that Bernanke and now Yellen has done and this is not this since 2007-2008 with all this printing of all of this money and increasing the debt load of the United States because you got to remember something guys Puerto Rico was one of our satellite countries. I mean, we pretty much own the island, and it basically can vote in our elections, and it's now defaulted on its debt. I mean, this, this is a bad indication of what could happen in the United States, and, and Puerto Rico basically said, we're not going to pay this anymore. This is complete and total nonsense, and we'll talk about this. I want to cover a bunch of nutrition stuff if we can, that I want to go over to the economy and talk about a bunch of other stuff that I've seen and a bunch of news stories that I want to cover with you guys on the show tonight. All new stuff, haven't covered on any of your shows before, so you guys get your seatbelts on because we got some stuff to cover tonight that's going to blow your mind. I mean, we, this is absolutely insane what's happening in the United States with Obama and the Clintons and what they're trying to do to Trump. And we're going to talk about that, plus a lot of health information and what's going on with processed sugars and stuff too. So whenever you guys are ready, we'll jump on the next topic. Let's see. Okay, we're ready. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rock, man. We can do it. Well, here's what's, here's an interesting article. Bad carbohydrates. This is the uh, high glycemic carbohydrates actually increase the risk of cancer by up to 88%. Is that nuts? Including prostate cancer. I had a good friend of mine years ago. His name was Richard. And he ate ice cream all the time. I always had junk, junk, junk diet. He was about 50, 60 pounds overweight. Drank a lot of sodas, et cetera. And I kept warning him and warning him and warning him. And sure enough, he ended up coming down with prostate cancer. And see, the thing that people, people need to realize is that all carbohydrates are not created equal. I mean, when you have carbohydrates that turn to sugar very quickly or high fructose corn syrup that blows out the liver and makes, gives you fatty liver, you've got to get away from this stuff. You've got to eat more beans and vegetables and, you know, certain types of fruit and you can actually reduce the risks of cancer. And this is something that people need to understand is that you can't keep eating all these high glycemic carbohydrates. Let me explain to you what that means. High glycemic means that it turns to sugar or to glucose very quickly in your bloodstream. It doesn't slow down. Uh, for, let me give you an example. A white potato 
which is probably been sprayed with glyphosate. Anyhow, so you probably should be eating unless it's organic. Sweet potatoes are a lot better for you or yams. But a white potato, if eaten by itself with no butter or anything else on it, just eating it, actually has a higher glycemic index than table sugar does. It will turn to table sugar. It will turn to glucose or sugar in your blood more quickly than table sugar does. A white potato will. And see, people don't understand that when they put all of these refined carbohydrates, the potatoes and the, and the, and the high fructose corn syrup into their blood, your body has to respond accordingly and has to produce more insulin. But when you start eating a lot of this high fructose corn syrup, you develop what's called insulin resistance. You start producing a lot of insulin, but your body can't utilize it. So you end up having to take additional insulin or you have to take drugs like metformin. And the key here is it's called, it's called syndrome X. If you allow your body to utilize the carbohydrates that it has in it without taking the drugs by just changing your diet like we did with you, Doug, then what ends up happening, your body can use the, the uh, insulin that's already manufacturing. This is for adult-onset diabetics only, and it can actually bring the sugar down almost immediately by simply changing the diet and getting on the, you know, the, we, we, we call it the Hagman blood sugar protocol, but it works great if you stay on it, but there's certain foods you just simply have to avoid and you have to really limit certain adrenal stimulants like coffee. And uh, that's why we recommend you use purple sticks, which by the way, will be back in stock on Monday in full glory. The purple sticks are back. <laughs> they were shipped out today, so we should have them by Monday. And so the purple sticks are available again at healthmasters.com. Our heart, now here's another article. This is by Julie Fiddler. It says our heart is probably safe from cholesterol and eggs it's time to wait time to throw away those low-fat products this is an interesting study and I have told you guys this so many times Doug over the last two years people need to realize that eggs do not cause heart disease in fact this is a big study that was done out of eastern Finland and it found out that that basically eating a a boatload of eggs and cholesterol doesn't raise the risk of heart disease even individuals who are genetically predisposed eggs are high in cholesterol so people swore them off for years a single medium-sized egg contains about 186 milligrams of cholesterol, which is 62% of the recommended daily intake. For the studies published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, Viratin, the author, said, looked at the near dietary habits of more than 1,000 men, and they covered them for over 21 years, and 230 of them had a heart attack. But what they found was that the men that ate and found, they found that men who ate the high-fat foods and the eggs had no link between high consumption of dairy, cholesterol, and increased risks of heart attacks. It said the biggest problem with this is inflammation and calcium buildup inside of the arteries that was causing almost all of these people to come down with heart disease. It says heart disease and most heart attacks are not caused by cholesterol, but by the buildup of atherosclerotic plaque resulting from inflammation and calcium deposits, which can build up and rupture or clog arteries. Sometimes cholesterol is found in the plaque, but the cholesterol is waxy and pliable and may be actually there to help provide healing in the arteries. This is what people need to understand, Doug, and everybody needs to understand. We've talked about it repeatedly. You've got to get off calcium supplements, particularly if you're a guy. And, you know, we, we market calcium products, but I always tell men not to use them. It's only for high-risk women who have thin bones and who can't use dairy products. You know, goat's milk is a much better alternative to calcium products, even in women. But a lot of guys take calcium, and it doesn't do anything besides build up in the arteries. This is metallic calcium uh, that, you know, many of these manufacturers use. It's iron, and basically what it does, 97% of that is restored back in the soft tissues, like in the arteries and in the joints, causing bone spurs and causing atherosclerotic plaquing and hardening of the arteries. It literally can turn the arteries to stone. That's why they're called hardening of the arteries. It's the calcium and the inflammation and the plaque built up from this. And you've got to get rid of that calcium out of your diet. Now, one of the biggest sources of it is drinking 
uh, water because the water in many cases has a lot of dissolved mineral solids in it which is dissolved rock and you know with your distiller that I sent you Doug oh gosh you've been a year by now that when you clean the bottom of it out you clean all of this shell looking stuff out of the bottom of it all of that stuff would have been in your arteries and if you go to the website you'll see I have a little video a little 30 second video you can watch it and it has, it has a I should show you what's inside of my distiller and how brittle it is and it's like concrete this is the same stuff that builds up inside of your arteries and this finished study has proved this again this is one of the biggest problems that people have is they don't want to realize that the water is slowly turning them stone there's a really good book that was written back in the 70s or 80s it's by dr paul bragg and it was called the shocking truth about water and you guys everybody needs to read it i believe you can read it online now for free it's completely it's like a free pdf you can get and it talks about how important it is to drink distilled water and don't believe all the stuff about the ph of the water is wrong and all that nonsense here's the thing guys Water, as soon as you put it in your stomach, you know, it hits, gets hit with hydrochloric acid anyhow, but not much because it's always in your stomach regardless. But also, anytime you put food in with the water, it changes the pH of the water almost immediately. So, I don't recommend, you know, you know, drinking huge amounts of distilled water and being on fast for extended periods of time without doing some type of, you know, you know, supplement with juices or, or even with vegetable broths. But the reality is even, even, even the, uh, Chicken broth. In fact, chicken broth is one of the best things you can drink on a regular basis. Put a little bit of our salt in it. It's the Redmond Nine salt, and and just and just use a little bit of chicken soup every single day, and it'll really really That's help as far as electrolytes. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, you told me when mm-hmm. I was going through all that, you told me you get organic chicken mm-hmm. broth. That's right. And, and I've been I've been doing that very, I mean, on a very frequent basis. And you'd be surprised, folks. You'd be surprised. Um, at least in, in, in my view, uh, using your salt, Ted, and organic chicken broth, um, that's a meal to me. I mean, I mean, well, it really is. Well, and plus my salt is mined for 5,000 feet underground. It's pink. It's pink salt. Right. It's, you know, right. you have people say, well, you mean if salt is pink? Yeah, I mean, it really is pink. <laughs> okay. And it's weird because you're like, and it, and it tastes so good, especially on food. It's like it makes food just explode. It's, it's amazing what that salt tastes like. And so, uh, you know, it's inexpensive. It's like eight bucks a pound and it'll, gosh, it'll last you forever, eight, a pound of the salt. It's also one of those things you need to have on hand as a storable survival food that's really really important because salt is something your body cannot live without you need to have salt to maintain proper cardiac function and proper everything proper electrolyte function in fact my mother-in-law had not been doing what she needed to do and she was hospitalized last year and she was having some ventricular fibrillation and they immediately had to put her on a, uh, a glucose saline IV in the hospital and I told her I said surely you've got to listen to me I said number one you got to start drinking the chicken broth every single day with a little bit of the salt in it and I said you'll get your strength back and she's like 80 years old and you know she thought she was going to die they all thought she was going to die well she started this salt regiment with the chicken broth and I'm telling you all of a sudden it's like she just popped back up and said well I'm not ready to die yeah I feel pretty good and now it's been like it's happened like last October now she's feeling great and she drinks this stuff every single day she calls it her tonic her health tonic and she's told all of her friends about it. And it's super inexpensive. Go to your health food store, get some organic, it has to be organic, get some organic chicken broth, put some of our salt in it, and just drink it like chicken soup every single day. And don't make it real salty so it's nasty that they drink. Make it so it tastes great to you. And it has all kinds of vitamins and minerals and, and all kinds of uh, compounds from the joints and the ligaments from the joint, from the chickens that actually help to restore joint mobility in you and make you feel better too. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you need to learn how to do and have this stuff on supply. 
try and, and just use it every single day because it works really, really well. Also, you need to realize they've seen this down in Venezuela now where they're now eating their pets, Doug. I'm sure you know that too. You've done a story. They're eating their pets. They're eating their pets in Venezuela because they're starving down there because the Rothschild banking cartels decided to sanction them so badly because they wanted their gold back, which now they've already turned back out and sold that, uh, you know, they've learned now they're out of food, they're out of electricity, they're out of fuel. And they're, we're, we're get, we have a, literally a list of things that you need to make sure you get. And, you know, when you go to healthmasters.com, we have the storable food that's got a 20-year shelf life. We don't use any pork in any of it. I won't sell pork product, and I won't use any hydrogenated oil in any of my products. I won't do that. And so we have those available on the website, too, and it's relatively inexpensive. And, guys, it's look, at, look at Venezuela. If some of you stored up at least six months' worth of food down there, they would still be sitting pretty good with the whole deal. But right now they're about to go to full-blown martial law. I mean, people are being shot and killed in the streets over food now. I mean, this is awful. And, again, this could happen to the United States, too, because the United States is being systematically destroyed through Cloward and Piven by the Obama administration, of course, by the Clintons and the Bushes, because they want to destroy the wrecked republic. Did you hear his comment when he met with the newspaper people last month that the end of the republic is near? Did you hear him say that? That that was at the White House correspondents' yeah. dinner. Yeah, it never yeah. looked the, the end of the Republic never looks so good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I just want to. I don't know why he hasn't been impeached. Well, yeah, I know why he hasn't been impeached because we have an entire Congress full of pedophiles and perverts, and then there's no way they're going to impeach him because they'll be exposed. And so that's that's why. So anyhow, so that's ridiculous. Here's another article on energy drinks. Uh, what I recommend instead of energy drinks. I recommend that you use the HGH Stimulate. It works phenomenally well. It helps to maintain healthy blood pressure, and it gives you tremendous energy. And when you mix it with like a purple stick, it just is amazing because it's green tea extract with a bunch of vitamins in it. But don't be drinking these energy drinks because just two drinks a day can make your blood pressure go through the roof. It's like drinking coffee. You don't you don't want to be doing any of this. Just three cups of coffee in a, in a day in a man can actually increase his risk of heart disease by up to 50%. And see, this is the thing about coffee. Coffee is great liar uh, tonight you know about 5 30 because you know i'm jet lagged a little bit i had half a purple stick in fact it was 5 15 then i had the other half the purple stick around 6 15 and i staggered a little bit of this caffeine this green tea extract into my body along with all the vitamins and i feel great now and see the thing about it is, is that you know you can't do that on a regular basis because because it's just not healthy to be doing you know purple sticks late at night like i'm doing with this or just not late at night it's you know five o'clock but the truth is the purple sticks don't have they hardly have any cal- any calories at all. So what they do, they kind of stimulate your adrenals. But if you're in adrenal exhaustion, you don't really be drinking coffee at all because of the cortisol being elevated. And cortisol will age you more quickly than anything else. Plus, it will also uh, cause hyperinsulinemia, and so you get extra elevated insulin. And so you don't want to do any of this stuff because it makes you age really, really fast. So avoid avoid drinking coffee to the best of your abilities, and just substitute it for the purple sticks. Low vitamin D levels. Next story. Uh, well, hang, hang on. A second, Ted, if I can jump in here. Sure. This is a shameless Hagman Report Store plug. We have the <laughs> ultimate, hang on now, we got the ultimate purple stick conveyance utensil. Uh, uh, the ult- ultimate purple stick uh, conveyance, and I believe it's described that way uh, on our website, on HagmanReportStore.com. Um, here's the official purple stick uh, conveyance system. I'm holding it up for those people on YouTube. Um, I just wanted to, to, to point that out. In, in this in this vessel that I'm holding is a Health Masters purple stick. So 
just uh, just as an FYI. Again, shameless plug. There you go. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> well, I can't see what you're doing, but I'm sure it's going to be something good. But uh, but the thing about it is, guys, is this. I mean, here's the reality of all of this stuff. I mean, if you think about it, when I was in graduate school at Florida State University, I was drinking 18 cups of coffee a day. In fact, I was working for a company called Quality Coffee Service. The owner back then was Dave Pulsifer. Now, whether Dave still owns it or not, I have no idea. And I don't even know if the company's still in business. I haven't talked to Dave in 20 years. But what was interesting about this is I was drinking, it was a coffee company. And, and they had a, they gave me a bun coffee maker, like a really nice stainless steel coffee maker for my apartment. And so it was, the coffee was delicious. And so I'm not like, I'm just drinking this coffee. I, I could get a big German beer stein full of coffee in the morning, had like six cups. And by mid morning, I was drinking another six cups of this German beer stein. And by four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm drinking another six cups. And I mean, I got, I lived on this stuff. I was drinking 18 cups a day at the age of 27. A couple of years later, I came down with heart disease and almost died from it. And you know, I didn't realize how you massively increase your risk of heart disease when you drink a lot of coffee like that. So again, when you elevate your cortisol off one cup of coffee when you get past the age of 30, it takes a couple of days for your cortisol levels to come back down. It doesn't come down quickly like it does when you're a kid. So you're constantly in this aging process. You start aging very, very quickly. And if you combine it with alcohol and with cigarettes and everything else, you, you basically burn yourself out because you're running at both ends. And it's like taking a candle and lighting at both sides. I remember I saw that at my mom's bar when I was a kid. You have these people drinking coffee all day long. Then they start drinking beer. Then they're smoking cigarettes all day. And, and what happened to them, uh, they would just age and die in their 30s and 40s and 50s. And I saw it over and over again. I started thinking, you know, maybe this is not a good idea to drink and smoke. It just doesn't really look healthy to me. And I remember uh, years later, I, I, you know, when I ended up having this, this heart thing with my heart when I was 27, I thought, wow, this is nuts. I said, I, I really abused myself with this caffeine. But I weaned myself off the caffeine, and I really don't drink the coffee at all anymore. But I will use the Purple Six every day. And, and plus, they're loaded with vitamins. And stuff so they're really good for you. But anyhow, back to, let's go back to vitamin D. Low levels of vitamin D now have been shown to basically increase the risks of heart attacks and strokes. Now, this is something new that I didn't know. This is something I didn't know that D would do this. It would increase, if low levels of D increase the risk of heart attack and stroke, I knew it would massively increase the risks of cancer. I knew it would do that. This is a study, and this is a recent study now showing a strong evidence of link between vitamin D and poor cardiovascular health. But I, this ties together what's going on with the nagalase, because remember, when your body is elevated nagalase, it massively increases the risks of cardiovascular disease. And again, the vitamin D can't attach to the nagalase molecule properly. We did a whole show on this last summer because of the uh, in the introduction of somehow they're getting nagalase into our bodies, whether it's through the food, through the GMOs, through our immune system, through viruses, I don't know. But this is this would explain the, how that mechanism works. Now here's another interesting article about all the psychological terror that's being pushed on women as far as in on cancer screening, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, all of these false positives. I mean, it's, it's nuts. And, and I, you know, let me read you one article, one more sentence. It was, once again, breast cancer screening is the poster child for the problem. What is most certain about screening mammography in the United States is that it leads to a lot of false alarms, worrisome mammograms, and yet subsequent testing, another mammogram, an ultrasound, MRI, a biopsy, and ultimately finds no cancer. Or you get a false positive for the biopsy and you think you got cancer, but you really don't. For example, about a thousand women age 50 screen annually for a decade 
how many will have at least one false alarm? Between 490 and 670, Doug, will have a false alarm out of 1,000. That's a 67% rate. That's nuts. And 70 to 100 will be biopsy to prove they didn't have cancer. If that didn't come back positive, and it's really false. It's, a, it's like a giant thing to force these people to be screened all the time. Let me give you another example what happened to me personally with my mom. When my mom was, my mom, when she was 85 years old, she fell because her foot, basically, she broke a toe. She broke a toe when she was in the house and she fell. And I visited my mom all the time and the, uh, she had a fish camp with a bunch of cottages and finally they called me up one day and they said, your mom's not answering the door. And I said, okay. So I was, I immediately went over to the house, went inside and sure enough, she was, I was with my workout partner, Van Green, and sure enough, she's on the floor. You know, been laying there for like 12, 14 hours or whatever. And, you know, she couldn't get to a telephone because she was too weak. And she had broken her toe. And and so I thought, oh, this is nuts. So we called the ambulance. We had her taken to the hospital and to make sure she was okay. didn't have any other breaks. And while she was in the hospital, this doctor came up to her and told her she had cancer, Doug. Now listen to this story. Told her she had cancer. Told her that she had a lytic lesion on her toe, which is like a, a part of like a cancer has migrated to another part of the body, and that that's why she fell because she has cancer and it's migrated to her bone. Now my mom was always terrified about cancer because she was a heavy smoker. And so this doctor had completely convinced her that she had cancer without even testing her with, you know, with anything, with a CAT scan or MRI or anything. Uh, nothing got tested. And so I, so I, I catch him in the hallway, and she's in there crying, hysterical, 85 years old, you know, yelling in German, you know, just, just, I mean, just can't, can't believe this has happened to her, right? And so I catch the doctor in the hallway, and I looked at him, and he, he was a kind of a little nerd is what he was. And I looked at him, and I said, I said, doctor, I said, I gotta ask you a question. How do you know my mom has cancer? He goes, well, I'm assuming she does. I said, you're assuming my mom has cancer. You're assuming she has cancer, so you told her she had cancer. So you told her she had a lytic lesion on her, on her, on her, on her, on one of her metatarsals. He goes, well, yeah. And I said, well, yeah. I said, are you nuts? I said, you don't know that. And he goes, well, no, I'm a doctor. I know that. I said, dude, I'm a doctor too. And she doesn't have cancer. I said, it doesn't, it's not in our family and she doesn't have any symptoms. Well, she probably has from all the diet sodas and sodas. That's why she didn't really drink diet. From all the sodas that she's drunk in her horrible diet, she probably has an osteoporotic fracture of her toe and it broke when she was walking. He goes, well, that could be a possibility, but I think she has cancer. And I told her she has cancer, and we have to schedule her for cancer treatment. And I said, whoa, Buckwheat, you need to slow down. I said, you better prove to me and prove to her that she has cancer before you start scheduling her for cancer treatment. Well, we've got her scheduled for, you know, CAT scan, MRI, and all the stuff that we need to do to determine this, and we'll let you know. And I said, well, let me tell you this. I said, if I find out that she does not have cancer, and you've scared this 85-year-old woman like this, I said, you and I are going to have another talk, and it won't be very pretty. And he looked at me and goes, are you threatening me? I said, I'm not threatening. I'm just telling you we have a talk. It's not going to be very pretty. I said, you can't be doing this kind of nonsense. I said, I think she has an osteoporotic fracture. Doug, she had to wait for almost a week in the hospital to figure out what, whether she had cancer or not. After they did all the tests on her, you know, the results were, she had an osteoporotic fracture, and I was 100% right. This yahoo, this, 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 this knuckle-dragger didn't have any sense enough to tell her to, to try to scare her like that. Can you even believe that happened to my mom? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. but I mean, but, that, but, I, but let me let me. And by the way, 
I never saw the guy again. <laughs> he, he, he maintained a really low profile until my, after my mom was led out of that hospital because he had got he had got a piece of my mind. I, I'd have let him have it if I'd seen him again because you can't Amen. do that to people because you, that, you scare people half to death with that kind of nonsense. I mean, she exactly. thought she was going to be, you know, and she ended up living for another six years in a nursing home. Bless her heart, it was awful how she died. But I'll tell you that story too later on. But it Ted, was, we're up against uh, up against okay. it. All right, brother, man, Ted, Doctor Ted Brower, HealthMasters.com, folks. HealthMasters.com. Yeah, just getting started. Stay right where you're at. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. Welcome back, folks, to this hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Our very special guest, Dr. Ted Brower. Visit Dr. Brower's website, healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. When you're there, be sure to sign up for his newsletter. I want to thank each and every person listening. We have uh, listeners from Scotland. Uh, we've got listeners from the U.K. right now four other countries that I know of in Europe, Canada, and of course all uh, several people checking in from Central America. I want to thank everyone from, for checking in with us, and even a few in the United States. Uh, how great is that? Um, again, Dr. Ted Brower is with us tonight. Before we get to Dr. Brower, I want to mention, folks, for all of your precious metals needs, precious metal needs, Visit Steve Quayle's website, Renaissance Precious Metals. Go to stevequayle.com and click on the link for Renaissance Precious Metals. You know, now is the time to be, to prepare. If you have your food, if you have your water, if you have your basic survival package, or packages, if it's all set up, folks, that then, and, and you're looking to invest in precious metals, there's only one place I would recommend, and that is Renaissance Precious Metals. Go to stevequail.com, and uh, there, there you have it. It's all laid out. Uh, 
on his website. And he, he's been in the, he's been in the precious metals business for my goodness, three, four decades. I don't know. Longer than uh, Joe's been alive. That's for sure. But visit Steve Quayle at Renaissance Precious Metals. I he was 15 years? I said 50, oh, 40, sorry, 40 years, sorry. I think 30 years. Okay. I mean, just a long no, thought, time, man. I thought you were I mean, making a joke. No. And, and um, of course, healthmasters.com. Visit Healthmasters. Sign up for Ted Brewer's newsletter. And uh, they are, Healthmasters is the official, the official nutritional supplement company of the Hagman and Hagman Report. That's healthmasters.com. There we have Ted Brewer, Dr. Ted Brewer, with us this evening. As my earpiece falls out, he is back from his uh, European trip, and he is full of information, and uh, we're going to get into a lot of things. I'm going to let Ted go here in this hour, but first I wanted to ask him something that um, I've been doing a little bit of research as I have come across the publications from the Lucius Trust. Uh, building the Carbon Temple. I know I've, I've mentioned this on a, a show or two in the in the recent past. Um, this article and these sets of articles uh, basically talk about and uh, cause the cosmic bloodstream, the electric bridge, building the electric bridge, and what they uh, what this boils down to is. Uh, as they say, uh, through organic life, carbon is one of the, if not the most um, important elements uh, in the carbon life, and that they can build a new body for spirits through carbon, electro, electric, uh, and magnetism. They say magnetism is an ordering phenomenon. To scientists and occultists alike, the latter using it to transfigure the structure of form into a more suitable housing for spirit, which it then goes on to say the relationship between the inner and outer man uh, revolves around the alchemy of carbon and current research into working uh, electronically and magnetically with carbon has huge implications for the future. And it even uh, cites here, I'm looking for where it was here, it talks about this as being the the key to the philosopher's stone. Magnetic carbon has a central role to play in this process, carbon being the hidden and long search for key to the philosopher's stone. We know Jesus was the cornerstone that the builders rejected, the philosopher's stone being gnosis or knowledge. I sent this off to you, Ted. I don't know if you got it yet. This is a gnosis, basically. Well, what, 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 you know, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. You can't use words like alchemy, uh, because, you know, when you start using words that have multiple meanings, uh, you know, you get kind of yelled at <laughs> by some well, of your yeah. listeners. So, so Joe didn't mean that. He's talking about chemistry. And so, uh, you know, so, and, uh, and I'm, I'm being facetious right now because I had that happen to me last year because it was so funny, Doug and Joe, and I mentioned this to you. And what I want you to do, send that to me, Joe. I'm going to read it. I'm going to analyze it. I'm going to outline it. Next time I come on with you guys, I'll do a detailed report on what they're talking about. Because remember, this is Lucius Trust. You be called Lucifer Trust, and this is a, a group of people that are basically uh, into all of the occult teachings and what they do and what they believe, and if they're actually exposing some of what they're trying to do now through CERN and through frequency and through magnetism, I want to get a good handle on it, and I'll report it to you guys the best I can, and the problem that I have is that, not that, because 99% of y'all's listeners are just beyond belief, they're the best listeners I've ever been on with, and I love them, they're great, in fact, I just thank you guys for your supporting Health Masters and supporting Hagman, I just think it's wonderful, but you know, you always get that 1% that doesn't support Hagman, doesn't support anybody, and they're just kickers, and I've learned a long time ago that givers never 
uh, kick pretty much, and kickers never give. I've learned that too. And you know, the problem we run into is that people like to try to tear into you because you say something about forbidden knowledge that you're not supposed to know, or you bring up a, something that you're that you're basically done research on, and if it's not quote written out in triplicate in the Bible, then they think that it's heresy. And the sad part about this is we can't be like that. We've got to realize that God's Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but it didn't go into detail in the biophysics of how the universe is put together. You know, they talked about some of the generalities, but it didn't go into detail. But we as Christians have to be aware of how things work and how they're being put together. I know last Christmas in November, we talked about the blood of Jesus, and we went into detail on what the blood of Jesus does and how it heals us as far as the theories that I've espoused and how it works from a physics standpoint and the power and the authority that we've been given as a believer in Jesus Christ and what happens when we're not when we're united with God in his dimension and he shares with us part of his omniscience omnipotence and omnipresence and what happens to the authority as a believer that we're given and then when we're talking about all this if all hell breaks loose and I get massively attacked because of a show because I used the word which had multiple meanings and I didn't explain the meaning that I used and so I got to be careful when I do shows like that because I love doing shows like that because like Doug says I read a lot I read a lot of stuff I read a lot of books and so I have a really good retention on my books that I read and I can kind of put it together and make sense out of it because in these latter times that we're going into it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah again that's where we're going and Steve Quayle talks about that and Tom Horn talks about that and a lot of us talk about all of this stuff on an ongoing basis of what's fixing to happen and it's not going to be pretty I mean the book of Revelation is not a happy happy book and see we just need to be aware of what's happening but let's let's jump back to the on the, onto the nutrition stuff and we'll do all of that stuff after I get those, that information from you Joe and we'll do an outline on it I want to talk about how we got from the GMO labeling to GMO and uh, uh, this is something that people need to realize that you know we've had three years of GMO labeling legislation what they've done is they've continually lied to us about what genetically modified origin means and how they're literally rewriting our DNA so now, because they've lied to us so long and people are having all these health problems from these products, especially when they're sprayed with glyphosate, now they're coming back and they're giving us GMO propaganda because the billions and billions of dollars that are made at GMO foods every single year, these guys have a lot of money to basically go in and lobby Congress to force us to eat this filth. And that's one of the nicest things that I had when I was in Germany. I knew they, I wasn't eating GMO grain and I wasn't eating things that have been sprayed down soaked down in glyphosate and now that I want that let me talk about the crops that are sprayed with Roundup just a week before harvest now this is very important you guys only buy these particular products organic it's going to be wheat oats flax peas lentils dry beans and if you're going to use sugar, make sure it's non-GMO sugar and make sure it hasn't been sprayed with glyphosate. I don't recommend eating a lot of sugar because of the inflammation qualities of the product. But remember, just a few days, they're being sprayed on these products. Now, that doesn't mean just on GMO crops. It means on everything that they're being producing. If it's not organic, wheat, oats, canola, which is a, you know, we should be using canola oil anyhow, flax, peas, lentils, dry beans, sugar cane, all of this stuff is sprayed with glyphosate, which is Roundup, right before it harvested because it increases crop yield to the plant as far as when they run the combines over it. And they don't care. They're, they're spraying us with a poison that's been linked to like almost 20 different diseases, according to Monsanto's own records and cancers. They don't care. 
They're spraying it and you're eating it in your food and it's causing so many problems with gluten sensitivity, etc. because we're being poisoned by the Roundup. And guys, don't do it. It's better to eat organic. Stop eating out on a regular basis like many people do. And stop wasting your money on all of that food you're buying out. And just realize that if you just eat at home, even if you buy organic and you stop eating out as much, you'll end up being a lot healthier for it and you won't be spending as much money because eating out is expensive. I know when we were in Europe, Doug, uh, we'd go to a grocery store and we'd buy some organic non-GMO bread and, you know, and cheese or whatever because I had my 13-year-old with us in the car and, you know, and they're always wanting to eat. They're always wanting to snack, you know, and, and if you stop in restaurants all the time, number one, it's extremely expensive, especially in, in Switzerland. Switzerland is so ridiculously overpriced because the Swiss franc is so strong that it's, it's like a, it's, I mean, it's just a lunch, a lunch meal. My friend took us out to lunch. It's like 50, 50 French francs for lunch, which is like 60 bucks. For lunch, for one person, Doug, not for four or five people, that's for one person. There were like five of us at lunch, and the bill was like $400 for a lunch. Can you believe that? And it wasn't in a fancy restaurant. It was in like a traditional Swiss restaurant. Uh, uh, how, how much, um, tell, tell me again, how much equivalent U.S.? It's about 110 so it's about like a euro, so it's like about $60 for $50 when the exchange rate. And okay. so that's for, that's for just, that was like some beef and potatoes. Right. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't something fancy, and I, right. I couldn't believe it. In fact, my buddy took us out, and I told him, I said, "Look, I said uh, we don't have to eat here, do we? <laughs> we can go somewhere else." He goes, "It's all like this here," and I'm like, "Man, that's just nuts." But oh, by the way, uh, German pharmaceutical giant Bayer is considering making a bid to buy American agrochemical company Monsanto. Uh, you know, this whole thing is just, on, this, this is just, um, now I love the way Mike, Mike Adams wrote it. He goes, Nazi founded Bayer Chemical Company wants to buy Satan inspired Monsanto for 42 billion. It's a perfect match made in chemical hell. <laughs> I gotta give you, Ted, Mike. That was a good one, buddy. Does that seem like a low number? If that was a serious bid? I don't think so. Monsanto's sales are way down. Their profits are way down. I, you know, their their brand image has been so tainted because of glyphosate, uh, Joe. That I don't think it is. I, I think that you know, that if anything, I think it's a little bit high because of the because of the uh, because of the the amount of people. And they're getting sued all over the place. Manufacturers now are being sued. Like Quaker Oats has got a big lawsuit going on now because they said they were a natural product and they didn't bother telling anybody they've been sprayed with glyphosate. And a lot of the manufacturers now are refusing to use products that have been sprayed with glyphosate because of the lawsuits. Because I mean, you, when the manufacturer uses that and then it gets linked to a certain disease, then they're going to be opening themselves opening themselves up to a class action lawsuit. I remember years ago this happened with Oreo cookies. Now, Oreo cookies were using the hydrogenated oils as their fillings. And finally some guy had enough of it. He filed a lawsuit on Oreo for using trans fats, which had been shown to increase the risk of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and, and breast cancer. And so he filed this lawsuit and got everybody's attention in the industry. And right after that, the Food and Drug Administration came in, and they said that all manufacturers had to start labeling trans fats, and they had to come up with a daily acceptable limit of trans fats. This is like margarine or Crisco. And the FDA came back and said, we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to give you a daily acceptable limit of trans fats because they're so poisonous and so toxic to human bodies, there is no daily acceptable limit. Now, guys, years ago, I was doing a show with Steve and Vicky. Uh, they were the number one talk show in Atlanta, Georgia. 
I think it was Star 95 FM. And you guys are in Atlanta, you may remember that. And I'd been on the show like a dozen times, and they'd never really repeated a guest as much as they had my show because I was on there. And every time I came on, we talked about health or the top 10 foods never to eat or other different things to talk about. And one day I was on there, and I was doing the show, and I was talking about trans fats and margarine. I was talking about how poisonous they were and how toxic they were. This is before the Food and Drug Administration, back in the 90s, before they required labeling. And I'll never forget this. You know, we did this show. We had a huge response from the show. In fact, it was the largest response we had in book and CD sales of any show I've ever done for a single show. We were only on for like 20 minutes, but it was amazing how many people actually wanted to buy the material. Well, what happened is it was either one one of the major universities up there. I think it may have been Tufts or one of the other ones. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. They got all mad. And they said that Ted Brower doesn't know what he's talking about because he said that butter is better than margarine. The margarine is vastly superior. So they came on. They they called up the general manager of the station, and they demanded equal airtime to refute what I had said and to basically say that I didn't know what I was talking about, how poisonous and bad margarine and trans fats and hydrogenated oils were. And they brought a bunch of dietitians in to come in and tell everybody that I was wrong. And sure enough, they had to give me equal airtime. They got like 20 minutes to go in there and say Ted was wrong about this, he's about wrong about this, blah, blah, blah. Well, then what happens is about six months later, that's when the FDA came in and finally said it had to be labeled because it was so poisonous, and everything I said was right. Everything I said was right. And see, the thing about it is I'm a research biochemist. I was trained at Florida State. I know what a trans fat is. And what happened is I remember Steve called me back up and wanted to do another show after the FDA had come in and basically exonerated me and proved that everything I had said was correct. And what he said was this. We, we did a, This time I wasn't in studio. I was at my house here. And I'll never forget what, how he started the show. He said, my listeners heard you the last time you were on, and they thought you did a phenomenal show, but this university came in and said that you were nuts. How do you feel about this, Ted? This is how we started the show. This is live on the air, number one station in Atlanta. I started laughing, and I said, they're absolutely right, Steve. I'm nuttier than a fruitcake. And he said, what do you mean you're nuts? And I said, well, I'm crazy enough to believe that the U.S. doesn't have to lead the world when it comes to heart disease, to diabetes, and to cancer, that the leading cause of death in our children doesn't have to be cancer, that we don't have to have all of this problem with heart disease and all these other things we're going through in the United States. So if that makes me crazy, I'm certifiable. I'm absolutely nuts because I believe that we can fix this mess in the United States. And he started laughing. He goes, and by the way, you tell him what happened about the trans fats. And I was able to talk about what happened with the Food and Drug Administration and how every single thing that I had said I was right on. And how this university in, had to basically, oh, by the way, when I came in and did that show, Doug, they weren't required, they weren't asking for any additional airtime because they had already proven themselves how incredibly incompetent they were. The stuff with the trans fats had been around for over 50 years and how poisonous it was. They were introduced back in the 30s and the 40s when the uh, United States had a share shortage of butter and they took hydrogen, they took, uh, uh, they took like corn oil, they bubbled hydrogen through it at like a thousand degrees, they used nickel as a catalyst and they turned that corn oil into a liquid into a solid fat that was white and then what they did is they put yellow food coloring in it and they called it margarine it's one of the most poisonous substances ever put into the human population and what the problem was is they were promoting it because of the big cholesterol scare that butter was bad butter was bad butter was bad this is better it was all a marketing campaign to sell this filthy nasty stuff to the American population to use after the war years were over because they found the market for this low cholesterol product. Remember, margarine is 100% fat, butter is 100% fat. The difference is butter is a natural product. If you get organic butter, it's actually good for you. You get 
trans fats or margarine or Crisco. It's poisonous to the body. So remember, that's one of my top ten foods never to eat. And in fact, that was one of the Kevorkian four, named after the late suicide doctor, Dr. Kevorkian, who liked to kill people, you know, help them commit suicide, because that was one of the suicide foods that we talked about on the top ten list, the first being the high-fat luncheon meats with the sodium nitride, bacon, sausage, ham, pepperoni, hot dogs, number two being aspartame, the diet sodas, which were linked to brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, headaches, and optic nerve degradation, number three being shellfish because of death rates associated with shellfish and because of the toxicity associated with toxic shellfish paralysis and poisoning, and number four being trans fats. And every single thing that I talked about on that top ten list has now been proven 20-some-odd years later that I was 100% right, Doug, and all of the things that I warned people about as far as 35 years ago, I've been proven to be correct because I saw it from a clinical standpoint in working with thousands of patients on a one-on-one basis, and I saw that the majority of the diseases these people had, heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, could all be traced back to the diet they were eating, and I was able to put that into written format and put together a program that we have that's called Eat, Drink, and Be Healthy, still available. We have a few of those units left. They're on CD, so that's antiquated now. And so, But that's the program that we put people through because it took them through a systematic process on lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, and blood sugar level without the use of drugs. It had like a 90% success rate in working with kids who had ADD, uh, but it doesn't work for the kids with the autism because, again, we've noticed, we know what's going on with that now and how that's been you know, promulgated through the population because of all the chemicals we've been put into our bodies and the nagalase. But anyhow, so this bear is reportedly interested in buying Monsanto for $40 billion. So we'll see if they put that together. And by the way, a lot of this goes back to IG Farman, Farben the, and the breakup of that company from Nazi Germany. So you guys need to do some research on that. Here's another article. High fructose diet during pregnancy can actually harm the placenta and restrict fetal growth and blood flow to the infant. This is the high fructose corn syrup again that we've talked about in detail. It can cause metabolic mayhem in the body and you need to stay away from high fructose corn syrup. But now they've gone in and they've started changing it and now they're not, they don't call it high fructose corn syrup anymore. More. They call it fructose or, 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 or fruit sugar. They're changing the labels on all of this stuff because they don't want you to realize what you're eating anymore. Here's another interesting article that I want to share with you guys. It's real important. It says, nurse whistleblower hospitals are vaccinating patients by force without their knowledge. And what they do is when you go into the hospital, you sign paperwork that gives them the right, especially if you go under surgery, Doug and Joe, to pretty much do anything they want to do to you whenever they want to do it to you without having to ask or get additional permission. That's just one of those blanket blanket forms that you fill out. When my mother-in-law was put into the hospital last year with her heart, she basically, the first, listen to this, the lady's in a stretcher. She just got out of the ambulance, and they're asking her questions. You know that one of the first questions they asked her was, have you had your flu shot? Have you had your stinking flu shot? Can you believe that? One of the, the lady's yeah. like almost unconscious, and they want to ask her about her flu shot. And I looked at them, and I said, no, she hasn't had her flu shot. And no, you're not giving her a flu shot. Well, we need to give her a flu shot. I said, no. Well, she needs to sign this form so she can get her flu shot. No. And we had to sit there and argue with them for five minutes about a stupid flu shot. See, know your rights, guys. They don't have a right, they don't have the right to shove needles in you and inject you with junk. They don't have the right to do that. 
they have to get your permission. So when you start signing these blanket forms, my 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 uh, aunt Audrey, one of the finest ladies I've ever known, she was like 80 years old. The doctor told her that she needed to have bypass surgery done, and I pleaded with her and pleaded with her not to do it. I said, Audrey, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. You're 80 years old. I said you'll die of something else before you die of atherosclerotic placking. She goes, well, the doctor said I need to do this because my my oxygen levels are down by like 20 percent. I said that's ridiculous. I said you pushed a stroller you know outside yesterday for like 10 miles. You never had a shortage of breath. I said, you don't need to have this done. Well, I'm going to get it done. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Well, they went in. They said, oh, by the way, when they were in here, we found out to you, you have a bad uh, valve in your heart, so we have to replace the heart valve, too. Well, she never woke up out of surgery. And, you know, she went into a, you know, she went into a coma, and she was dead a couple of days later. And then, you know, and they asked me to come up and do the eulogy and, and preach her funeral for her. And the sad part about it is, Doug, it wasn't necessary. I believe with all of my heart that she'd still be with us today, right now, if she had listened to me and had not gone in and got a different thing and didn't get multiple opinions about the heart surgery. See, guys, listen to me for a second. You don't have to go in and do what they tell you to do. You need to get, when you start doing this super advanced surgery, this super risky surgery, and then they told her, they said, well, this is routine. It's routine surgery. This is no big deal anymore. It's routine. That is a lie from hell. Bypass surgery, valve replacement is not routine surgery. We've done all of this stuff talking about the electrical energies of the heart, how they interface with the brain, and how when you put the, pull the heart out of the body, 99% of the time you completely change your personality. And all of these things they don't tell you. And so get multiple opinions. It is not routine surgery. They may have done a bunch of them, which makes it routine for the doctor because he has a 4 o'clock tea time and he can get out of there if he starts the surgery at 10 in the morning and he can be out of there on time to play golf. Okay, whatever. Okay, But the point is it's not something that's risk-free. About 10% of the people have problems with just anesthesia. About 1% of the people end up dying from anesthesia. Just that alone should make you think before you go in to have surgery done. So, so please, don't believe any of this stuff is routine. Don't, don't get involved with it. But the worst, this, the worst, this nurse whistleblower says that hospitals are vaccinating patients by force without their knowledge because they're signing these blanket forms. Guys, listen to me. When they start sticking needles in you, you need to be asking them what they're putting in you. And you'd be saying, look, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be involved in that. Here's another article. More than one vaccine per year is priming children for depression. This is an, uh, I don't see an author on this. I'd like, it's out of preventdisease.com. It says children currently receive 49 doses. Listen to this. This is nuts. Children currently receive 49 doses of 14 vaccines before the age of six. <laughs> Experts now claim that more than one vaccine within a one-year period can actually cause children to become depressed by overactivating their immune systems. I mean, guys, listen to me. You know, we have a health master's baby in Switzerland that's doing great. Austin has a health master's baby that's doing great. Uh, none of my children were vaccinated. I mean, they're all doing great. You don't have to believe the medical lie about all of this stuff. Children, if you keep them clean, you keep the good nutrients in their bodies, you keep their vitamins in their bodies, and you have good prenatal nutrition. I mean, the only reason they ever started the hepatitis shot with newborns is because they assumed that all mothers were hepatitis-carrying IV drug prostitutes, and they wanted to go ahead and immunize that baby as soon as it was born. It doesn't even work. The immunization for that child in the first year should come straight from the mother's milk. I mean, the, the bodies, I mean, their, their immune system's not developed to be able to do stuff like that. So don't, don't believe any of this stuff. Here's another article. Organic baby formula and two brands are not so organic. And it lists specifically 
the honest company for its brand premium infant formula advertised and labeled as organic when it actually contains 11 substances that are prohibited by federal law from organics and then the Haynes Celestial for its Earth Best brands including organic infant formula organic soy never give you baby soy formula has basically been shown that it has 48 ingredients that are not that violate USDA organic standards guys the best thing you can give that baby is breast milk Ladies, please breastfeed your children. Lana and Sharon right now are working on putting a new book together. I can't give you the title because I don't want somebody to copy. I've already had people copy my titles before we get our books out because I announced what we were going to write it on and give you a title and I have to release the title. I'll never forget I was in a dog con. And I'm not, not going to say this. I don't, I'm not going to do that. But I would, somebody copied one of my titles, one of my CD sets, is what they did. And I walk into a bookstore, and sure enough, there's a doggone book. I couldn't believe it. And I, I couldn't believe they actually did that. Uh, Big Candy breaks up with GMO sugar beets and leaves GM, general, the, the uh, genetically modified producers, in a lurch. Candy is starting to realize now that this GMO stuff it has got to stop. And, there, and all kinds of other manufacturers are saying that we're going to break with any type of products that contain GMO products and any things that are being used with glyphosate. Oh, here's another great article, guys. Bill Gates Groups buys $1 billion in, 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 you know, in vaccination, apparently, stocks for, for GCX, Merck, and Pfizer to try to push the vaccine agenda even faster and now they're going to be giving them to 37 different countries to administer to their children. It wasn't enough they were doing it in the United States. Now they want to try to do it to all these other kids around the planet. And, Joe, this whole thing with the autism goes back to what you were talking about from the Lucis Trust and what they're doing to these kids, and we're going to go into detail on that when I do the next show with you guys. Here's another article. The omega-3 fatty acid known as DHA has shown to counter the adverse health effects of high-fructose corn syrup. I love this. Remember what I told you, Doug, when you first started working on getting your blood sugar stabilized and then getting it healthy again? And I said, Doug, one of the things you've got to do is you've got to get off the high fructose corn syrup and you've got to start taking cod liver oil because of what it does for the health benefits. This is omega-3 fat. Cod liver oil has been shown to counter the adverse health effects of high fructose corn syrup. And so it actually helps to heal your body and your brain. Plus, ladies, in your last trimester of pregnancy, make sure you take a lot of omega-3 fats because this is the fat that helps to create the brain because the brain is basically a giant sack of fats, all it is. <laughs> and and uh, it's like a receiver. We'll talk about that next time we do a show. Uh, it's like a cosmic receiver is what it is, the brain is. And it deals with our DNA and, and, the, and the double helix coil and all the stuff that we've talked about on the show multiple times. But the truth of the matter is the brain needs large amounts of fat in the diet. And when a woman is pregnant in the last trimester, she's got to be taking a really good omega-3 supplement. I know Lana did when she was pregnant with Hunter because it will massively increase the IQ scores. And it really helps to prevent postpartum depression in these mothers who have these babies. If Maureen... Uh, what was her name? Murray uh, Osmond had had been taking enough omega three fats. You know, after that last baby was born, when she came down with postpartum depression, she probably never would have come down with postpartum depression. Joe and Doug, what do you guys think about that? I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's it's amazing how all of these things work together. And folks, listen to this in the context. I, I believe we have to listen to this in the context of in the times in which we live. Because we are appointed to play our positions, and I always say this, we have a job to do. God has breathed life into us. We are here for a reason. And, you know, it, it, it certainly is a whole lot better 
being here and being feeling good being healthy um we can do our jobs much better and uh with dispatch rather than being hobbled or impaired especially when it's self-inflicted so you so you're right you know we so many natural remedies here that, that you're giving us well no it's just, it's ridiculous how so many things that we do to our bodies are causing so many health problems i mean it's kind of like a windshield on an automobile right it comes with standard equipment on the car, so you don't think much about having a windshield. Now, if you pull the windshield out and you try to drive down the interstate at 80 miles an hour, you're going to find out real quick how important the windshield was. Well, that's kind of like we do with our bodies. When our health comes to us as standard equipment, when we're born, if we have, if our mother had good prenatal nutrition, we kind of ignore the fact that we're healthy because we don't have to think about it. And so our bodies basically self-repair if they're given the proper nutrients. But over a period of time, if they don't have the proper nutrients, our body stops self-repairing. And we start getting diseases like heart disease or diabetes or cancer or whatever because our bodies aren't doing what they need to do because they're not getting the raw materials to do it. And at that point in time, you start to take it, pay attention to your body because you're like, oh my gosh, I've been diagnosed with this disease. I can't believe this. You know, this dis-ease. And so now all of a sudden now we're having a problem with our bodies because we neglected our body. And that's why I remember uh, last year I had a dear friend of mine who was in South Africa and he had a friend who had come down with cancer who was dying. And he was spending his huge amounts of money trying to cure himself. You know, he's like in his 50s. The guy was like a billionaire. And he was spending like everything he could trying to cure himself. And he was willing to spend everything he had if he could cure himself from dying and not, you know, check out. And so the sad part about this is he ended up, you know, going, you know, all kinds of medical models that weren't really going to work for what he had. He ends up dying anyhow. See, that's the position that you do not want to be in. You don't want to be in a position where, you know, we have an EMP or, you know, electromagnetic pulse or something bad happens and we're taking 25 prescription meds and that all of a sudden now we can't get a hold of our medication or you're an adult onset diabetic and your insulin has to be refrigerated and now power goes out. If you can find out how to stabilize your blood sugar and get healthy blood sugar as an adult onset, then you may not have to use insulin. And all of these things need to be done with your medical doctor if you're taking these drugs before we have a major event in the economy like what Venezuela is having right now. You need to be in a situation where you're healthy You've got vitamins stored up, you've got food stored up, you've got water stored up, you've got survival supplies stored up, you've got gold and silver stored up for the after, after it all happens. But Doug, you were right about this. You need to have all these other things stored up before you have the gold and the silver because if you don't have food to eat, you're going to be spending all your gold and silver immediately trying to buy something to eat. So this is what we need to do. Uh, I know Harrison was saying to me the other day because you know we try to keep a little bit of food stored up in case something happens here at the house. He goes, well, Dad, we're not out in the country far enough. And I said, Harrison, if it gets bad enough and we go into a post-apolitic world and 90% of the population of the planet dies, I said, quite frankly, if they're going to nuke us, I want the first nuke to detonate about a mile over my head and I'll just wake up in heaven like instantaneously. And I said, I'll be gone. I said, I don't want to have to deal with all of this stuff anyhow. I said, because my whole thing is this. I'm not trying to survive an apocalyptic crash. I'm trying to survive an EMP that may knock out some power grids for a couple of months until everything gets back into play again. That's all we can hope for because we become so, how should I say it, Doug? We become so reliant 
on everything that people are bringing in. And the United States is not even reliant itself as far as producing its own food or its own manufacturing facilities. Or all been, they've all been shopped out. So it'll be, it'll be interesting if they actually take it to that level, which I hope and pray they do not. I think they just want to keep us as slaves and not worry about it, to be honest with you. Bring us back into a feudal system. Here's another interesting story on Aldi. Guys, do your best to support Aldi. Aldi's actually putting healthy snacks now and a lot of non-GMO stuff right at the checkout lines where a lot of people put a lot of sugar and candy to try to let the kids eat healthy foods. There's a huge chain that came out of Germany, and we always try to shop there when we're over there, and we have a local Aldi. It's A-L-D-I market here in our town, and we always try to go there at least once a week and buy something. Here's another article. 13-year-old dies days after the HPV vaccine. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. After receiving a second dose of HPV vaccine at Derby High School, 13-year-old Chazelle Zayman immediately fell ill. Just five days after the school-sponsored dose of immunization, she was buried. I mean, she was suffering with severe vomiting and dizziness and headaches after the HPV vaccine. But they were so severe that her family took her to the hospital. And they did, but the family claimed that the doctor dismissed her condition that was and said it could not be linked to the cervical cancer jab, and he said, said she had a stomach flu and sent her home. She was found collapsed and unconscious with no pulse an hour later at her home in Bury. She died four hours later. I mean, you know, she's 13 years old. This HPV vaccine is sterilizing an entire group of little young girls. And now they want to include it in the vaccine schedule, Doug and Joe. That's something that, that just happened right before I left town, before I had a chance to talk to you guys about it. They want to put the HPV shot, the Gardasil shot, in the vaccine schedule to force both boys and girls to get this as infants. And what it does, it puts them into what's called ovarian failure or menopause is what it does. It puts them in the menopause at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years of age in a lot of these girls, and it completely sterilizes them. And so this, again, is part of the globalist agenda to reduce the population. I don't recommend that shot at all. And even the woman who did the research on that shot, she ended up coming out and disputing it and saying the product doesn't work and it shouldn't be given to children. Here's another article. America's largest chicken producer recalls 4.5 million pounds of meat. The largest chicken producer in the United States recalling millions of pounds of meat. This is Pilgrim's Pride Corporation. And it says that they're having, they're calling it health hazards. And they said that their materials, including plastic, wood, and rubber, and metal, have been contaminated chicken products that were produced for almost a two-year period. And now what they're doing is they're actually passing laws, and they're going to say that once this passes the uh, through the FDA and the Food and Drug Administration and then USDA, USDA, that consumers will no longer even know their meat origin after the U.S. ends labeling law as part of the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement. Can you believe this, guys, that they're actually gonna, not going to let us know where the meat comes from any longer? It can be coming out of China. and you don't, They have their big dog festival there every year in which there's huge petitions now online because they actually take pets and they butcher them and they eat dogs and some big delicacy over there in China and so they actually auction off these dogs for people to eat and so how in the world that we're getting meat out of China do we not know that it has dog or cat in it for heaven's sakes and now they're trying to pass the laws because of the Trans-Pacific Partnership that's going to prevent us from even knowing that what do you guys think about that? Well, you're also getting news out of China I mean, look, look there's so much that's going on with our food I believe that no one's talking about this. Package human flesh into Africa. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I, the I, level of uh, contamination of our food. I read an article recently where uh, I forget the percentage of hamburger meat and uh, other uh, ground beef. Human had DNA. Human, yep. Yeah. Human and human DNA and animal feces. Uh, 
it's just unbelievable. You know, it is the larger agenda here at play. And and as I spoke about earlier this week, Ted, I believe that what we're seeing in, in everything that you bring up here, these are all little little pieces of a larger tapestry, and that tapestry is this global takeover. And it's getting more and more difficult for any rational, sensible human being to deny. I believe that that's what I I suspect that you know it. it and anyone who would choose to deny what is taking place is either absolutely intellectually uh, um, hobbled or otherwise complicit. I, I, I don't know how else to explain it because you can't. You can't you, looking at these, all of the information you've gone through in, in the last 90 minutes is so important to all of us. And, and, and you know, we're not going to be good warriors <laughs> for the cause. We're not going to be uh, good for anything, really, whether it be for ourselves, our family, or for you know spreading spreading the word. Um, if if we're not uh, taking care of ourselves, a lot of problems out there, brother. Man. Well, yeah. no, and then, again, it goes back to the eugenics protocol that we've talked about in such detail on your show. You know that was started in the United States out in California, and then moved into Germany. It's all based upon Darwinism and the survival of the fittest, and it's all back to that Sabbatine philosophy that we're just basically animals, and that you know it just you know we're goyim, you know. And so the, it's just it's sad to me, Doug and Joe, that people don't want to open up open up their eyes and look at. It. I, I guess what will happen is when they go to the refrigerator and there's no food, and or they'll turn on the faucet and there's no water. Or they'll flip the light switch on, or the lights are out. They're going to go, wow! All of the stuff that Doug and Joe and Steve Quayle and all these people, Pastor Langford, have talked about now for the past years, uh, it was real. And see, and that's the thing: you don't want to find yourself in that position. You'd rather walk out to your generator, flip it on, or have your solar panels going, and now you still got power and electricity, and you still have your well working, and you still got water being pumped. And you know, this is what happened to us back in 2004. We had three hurricanes. This is, and you, you will never convince me that it wasn't a direct result of HARP. We had three hurricanes. They, we live in Polk County, Florida, and X marks the spot, and they put three hurricanes in two weeks apart, you know, over a six week period, that all went over my county. And by the third county, the water was so saturated, we had multiple oak trees falling in the yard, and the power went out. But it didn't affect me. And all, I mean, all the neighbors had no power for almost a week. It was actually a week. And then I had a generator. My generator booted up. All my refrigerators were working. My water was working fine. My well was working fine. I was still able to take showers. I didn't have to move out of the house. And we lived with the generator running for, you know, a week. And I thought, wow, how amazing is this? I was actually prepared for what just happened. I was prepared with food and with water and with generator and with propane and all the stuff that I needed just to keep my life going. Now, I didn't have an AC system in my house because my generator didn't produce that much power, but all my lights were working, and we were fine for a week. And the neighbors in the neighborhood, they were actually moving out and going to other cities and getting hotel rooms because they couldn't survive. They couldn't live in their houses without any type of utilities available to them. See, this is the thing that everybody needs to understand. It's like all the stuff that we do at Health Masters. I practice what I preach. I mean, Joe, we've talked about this and we've laughed about it. We went into a restaurant in the hotel that we were at when we met you guys, and all they had was unclean meat. And I said to you guys, I don't want to eat here. There's nothing for me to eat. We went to another restaurant, and I ordered, I think, a Reuben sandwich that was organic with non-GMO and no sodium nitrite in the meat. 
And I said, I'm not going to eat that food in the other restaurant because it's not good. And I mean, I actually do what I say I'm going to do. I practice what I preach. I work, I work out six days a week. I mean, we pray every day. I mean, I mean, out loud as a family every morning. And, you know, we do what we say we do, we're going to do because I want to bring you the finest, highest quality supplements in the world. I know when Dave Hodges called me up and said he was having problems with his knee, I said, well, why don't you try our healthy joint protocol? So he tried that. Now that became the Hodges healthy joint protocol because he got such tremendous results out of that joint protocol that we have. And now we have the Hagman healthy blood sugar protocol. I mean, see, that's the thing we try to teach people is that we practice what we preach. I mean, guys, I mean, I'm not just sitting here promoting a bunch of supplements. I mean, I took 50 vitamins today. You think, you really took 50 vitamins? Yeah, I really took 50 vitamins because my body was a little bit run down. I knew that I had to take some extra things for my immune system. Now, I don't take 50 vitamins every day, but I probably take 20 or 30 different pills a day. And see, so you can't look at them as, a, as if, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about bottles, I'm talking about pills. You can't look at them as drugs. You have to look at them as nutrients. If I ask you how many peas did you eat last night when you had your roast beef sandwich or your roast beef with your mashed potatoes with your peas, you say, I don't, I don't know, I didn't count my peas. Same thing with me. I've got my, I've got my B vitamins. I got my vitamin D. I've got my astragalus that I took today. I've got my potassium iodide that I take that day. Well, right there, you take a couple of each of those, and you already got eight, nine pills going down. You think, so you can't look at the pills as a drug, which is what we're used to doing when we see a pill. We have to look at them as a nutrient. And when you see them as a nutrient rather than as a pill, then it makes a lot more sense. And you say, well, I took 20 different vitamins a day. Well, yeah, because you can't take one giant vitamin that's natural because you can't swallow it. It's too big. That's why the, the ones that are like, they say that you're supposed to take like one of these a day. The problem is the products are so contaminated with, with shellac and fillers and binders and chemical this and chemical that, plus the nutrient dosing is so low that they don't do any good. Plus your body has a very difficult time absorbing them because they're in a shellac coating. It's, they won't even break down, which is probably good because they're a chemical vitamin anyhow. I mean, that's why they're, you go into these uh, portalists and you find all of these different vitamins all the time because their body doesn't utilize them, and they have to have screens in them because of the body, they're, they're full of these vitamins that don't get utilized. And people call me up and they say, well, the vitamins that I got at Walmart don't work. Well, yeah, you know, no joke. They don't work. <laughs> they're junk vitamins. And, oh, by the way, Doug, that's the, that's the answer to the transgender bathrooms. Put portalists outside of every mall and let them use portalists for the transgender their bathroom that would be perfect don't you think that's too gracious actually <laughs> but that's just my view but the portlets would work and here's another article undeniable evidence from numerous studies proves that fluoride causes cancer you know i've been screaming this for the last 35 years and i'm not going to even go over it because i've covered it so many times don't use fluoride use a distiller go to health masters and get a distillation system and stop drinking water that's full of calcium and fluoride Here's another article. It says, New Holocaust says that medical errors are the third leading cause of death in the United States, claiming hundreds of thousands of people a year because of mistakes in hospitals. Guys, let me give you some advice. Find yourself a natural physician who wants to treat you without a bunch of drugs and then try to stay with him and not go to hospitals with these doctors that are being paid to cut, burn, or poison you. Uh, you'll be a lot healthier for it. Here's another article. The latest disease outbreak among vaccinated Harvard students highlights the truth about vaccine failures. This is really interesting because these kids who have been who have gotten their vaccines for months are now getting the mumps and transmitting them to other people who have the mumps. Because remember, vaccinations are not immunizations. You don't get immunized. You don't, you don't get immunity to these, to these diseases for the rest of your life. It wears off. 
Whereas if you come down with the mumps when you're young, like you and I did, Doug, you never get the mumps again. It doesn't make any difference. Or you never get the measles again. And see, that's what people need to understand. We used to have mumps and measles parties and chicken pox parties when I was a kid because everybody wanted their kids to get past it quickly and get lifetime immunity. Vaccines do not give you immunity. They only give you the sense, the false sense of immunity. Here's another article that says state orders parents. They have to register their unvaccinated children. That happened in Colorado. Another shot. Here's another one. No shot, no daycare, no school. Every child, every vaccine. Governor Moonbeam Jerry Brown signed this. SB 277, the most stringent vaccine mandate in the United States on June the 30th, 2015. It will go into effect July the 1st, 2016. The sad part about all of this is that California used to lead the country in natural everything. That's where health food stores got started. Now California has gotten so liberal and so communist, they're trying to do everything they possibly can to enslave the population there. And Governor Jerry Brown hasn't done anybody any favors by doing this. And they're doing the same thing now in Australia. My customer, Jarena, out of Switzerland, she told me that in Australia they're doing the same thing. She has family down there that if they don't give the kids the vaccines, they can't qualify for any government anything without the kids being vaccinated down there. Another article we've covered before talks about how natural sunlight can actually increase your lifespan. And another one that we've done multiple times, that cell phone radiation has now been shown to cause cancer and brain cancer. We've talked about that in detail with you guys. I want to cover it one more time with you guys. Make sure you use a speakerphone on your cell phone and hold that cell phone away from you at least six inches. Uh, and if you can't talk on the phone because it's a private conversation, leave the room and go somewhere where you can talk where you don't have to hold the phone up to your ear. It's incredibly dangerous and very, very... Uh, horrible on your body to hold that cell phone with that microwave energy being poured into your brain. Here's another one. Big farmers being exposed for knowingly causing the opioid epidemic ushering a heroin nightmare into the United States. I have covered this on your show and now it is coming to, to roost and I have talked about how they have given all of these people OxyContin. Now they've restricted the supply and so many of these people, Doug, that were given these opiates and now they can't get them anymore. They are going to heroin. And now heroin is a huge growth industry in the United States being brought in from Afghanistan on the C-130 transport planes, being distributed through the mafia and through all these different uh, illicit channels and being used to fund the illegal wars and the black ops and the exchange stability fund. And we have gone and talked about this stuff in detail. And this whole thing with the heroin coming out of Afghanistan into the United States is a nightmare. We still have tens of thousands of troops in Afghanistan, and they're there primarily, you got it, guys, to guard the, the poppy crops. And that's why they're pretty much being used now. One in three U.S. antibiotic prescriptions are unnecessary. Experts are warning that we're having all kinds of diseases that are coming up now that antibiotics are no longer working and no longer effective with. And U.S. giant Dan and Foods announces plans to remove all dairy supplies and farmers who don't comply with GMO-free standards. Way to go, Dan. And I'm going to repeat that. This is good news. Giant, giant Dannon has a the food Dan and yogurt has announced plan to remove all dairy supplies and farmers who don't comply with GMO free standards. This is huge. It's a huge story. And congratulations to Dan and Yogurt that they're doing this. Another article, nearly a quarter of all fish sold in stores and restaurants is mislabeled, Doug. Uh, they process these ship these have these giant processing ships. Uh, then they tell you what they're sending you, uh, and they're basically they're mislabeled almost constantly, uh, including the sea bass, salmon, bluefin, tuna, 
almost every one of these are found to be incorrectly identified in probably 50% of the cases, and they have no fish DNA they're talking about because they simply don't care. And so their fish is there. They can get a lot more money for the tuna than they can for, you know, you know, them for the, than a grouper. And so they're going to make sure they get more money for what they're getting for your thing. Uh, a pediatrician has warned that the programming of children for transgender is basically child abuse and these children are not old enough to make these decisions and they don't have, they, it's just child abuse and now they're saying that kids should be able to decide if they want to commit suicide over there by the way in the uh, Netherlands now and, as, and they said now their minimum age is 13 to decide if they want to kill themselves and uh, now they're saying that there shouldn't be no limit and the child should be able to decide they want to die. It doesn't matter what their ages are, Doug, over there in Europe. So yes, the uh, the Lucius Trust or the Lucifer Group have basically taken over Europe and they're telling the kids to go ahead and commit suicide as soon as they want to commit suicide. Uh, well, two no, more articles. Th- 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 that's just merely um, uh, eighth or ninth trimester abortion, basically. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah. Right. And, and they're, but they're doing it with kids. They want, they want to reduce the age to two or three. So if a three-year-old says, I want to die, okay, well, yeah, they can take sure. this until you die. And they, they don't even read, most, most people don't even reach the age of concrete rational thought until their 20s. And so in their 20s, and, they start, and, they start and, thinking right. And, but these kids I, want to I, kill I, themselves I, at 12 and 13. Are you joking me? Yeah, I, I've met, I've met the many that have, still haven't reached that level of uh, rational thought, but that's another story. All right. <laughs> Final story on this in health part is the Italian court has ruled that stealing food is not a crime if you're hungry. And uh, they're setting the stage, according to this author, Daniel Barker, for massive looting and wholesale theft as global societies continue to crumble. So there we have it. Now we're ready to start on the non-health-related topics, Doug. So what do you think about what we've covered so far? Well, I think it's important, and people have to understand that these segments are so important because... When we're looking at uh, really waging the battle, and, and you know, we had that discussion earlier this week, and we we have a few minutes at the top of the hour here, but we had a discussion earlier this week, or I, I guess I had a, a monologue as opposed to a discussion about you know how we are to occupy until in, until he comes, and we have, we have been given the gift of life, and we have been we have been born into the this world and how some christians want to uh, cherry pick and differentiate between you know uh well you can't be um and joe and i had a discussion about this after the show but cherry picking scriptures and taking them out of context right right so we have to what we have, we've, we've got to do is we've got to be able we've got to show up stand up and, and stand for what is right morally and spiritually right and we've got to be good stewards with our lives our bodies i mean we you know we have to we 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 so i mean this is where you come in and i guess i guess i said that to say this we must saddle for battle we must be be prepared to fight uh, and when I say fight, I'm talking about fight the spiritual battle as much as the uh, battle here on terra firma. Um, and in order to do that, we can't fight from a position physically of, of impairment, uh, especially when it's self-inflicted. So this is why this is so important, because we really need mental clarity and physical strength, as well as that spiritual purity and that spiritual um, strength as well. So they're they're inter, I mean they're locked together in my view. So what we do 
You know, I mean, that's why it's so important. I mean, we have, uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, and, and, uh, well, except to say this, and in your absence, uh, Ted, you know, I had received a, a couple of emails, and, and I heard the former guest on, on our show saying, well, you know, we, we really uh, can't be of this world, or we can't, it, it, we, we, we can't really become involved in things, and I'm paraphrasing here, we can't yeah. become involved in, in things of this world if we want to be spiritual, if we want to be good Christians. Well, people need yeah. to understand that being of this world means conforming to right. the world and the world's laws, standards, and man-made laws and standards. We are told to occupy till we come. We are told to uh, stand in the gap. We're told to feed the widows and the homeless and help those who are less fortunate than us. Right, and people I, and can't differentiate between the two. That's, I mean, that's sad. But we, yeah, um, but, but but we get taken to the woodshed, you know, Ted, for for saying, hey, we have to to, to be present and protect ourselves, protect our families, spread the word of God, and and as well as be virtuous and spiritual in the word of God, and, you know, follow the Bible. But anyway, that's that's a whole other topic. But so important, Ted. So important what you said. Thank you for all that. Other Thanks, side, the current events, buddy. This is the Global Star Radio Network. The town hurts people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the danger denials and deceptions for five years a brutal killer remained on the loose free to kill again as mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond you may never look at your city town or its people the same way ever again stained by blood order your copy of this engaging novel today at hagmanandhagman.com and click on the link stained by blood Ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, our very special guest, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Folks, if you haven't gone to healthmasters.com recently, go there. A bevy of new articles, bevy, word of the day. And, uh, of course, sign up for the newsletter as well. And I, and I gotta, I gotta tell you the, um, the, the, um, distiller that they have. I, our, our studio dog lady, Drinks nothing but distilled water. Yeah, you've been talking about this all week. Yeah. Off air. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, um, got to keep her around, you know. It's, uh, it's for dog. And that's one thing, too. In preps, folks, don't forget about your, uh, furry loved ones, okay? Four legged loved ones. When you're, when you're dealing with, uh, preparations and you think about preparations, don't forget about your, your, your pets. 
please, because it's important. Uh, it's just, I mean, they've got to eat too, and uh, keep them in mind as well. So, a lot of ground covered the first two hours of this program. Now, this hour, I'm going to ask Ted to get into some of the geopolitical aspects of what's really going on. The summer of 16, to me, this is uh, much more dangerous than the summer of 68 ever dreamt of. Thinking back, I was a... You know, I mean, the summer of '68 with the Chicago Seven outside of the DNC in in, uh, in uh, Chicago. Um, I think we're seeing a, a rending of the uh, different parties. We're seeing a we're seeing a, a, a split, an unprecedented split between among Americans, right and left. And and we understand, of course, the falsity of the right-left paradigm at this point. It really makes little difference. However, those adhering to that uh, meme, still um, that, that, that chasm is widening, as are the breaks within each side of the spectrum. So, I do believe that we are going to see some, some extremely critical things happen this summer. I think that uh, there is an army of socialists that have been groomed for this year. Socialist maybe is a light word. I think we're seeing communism really overtake the um, fourth generation, fifth, sixth generation of <laughs> highly educated, uh, well, no, not educated, college young people. And I, 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 there's really an army being unleashed. And there will be armies unleashed this summer. And it's going to be, in my view, there will be chaos. There, there will be rioting in the streets here domestically. And that against the backdrop of an economic, potential economic collapse, as well as widening and deepening geopolitical things taking place, the U.S. v. Russia, uh, China, China already warning America about, uh, meddling in the South China, China Sea. And if you haven't seen any of that, I would urge you to take a look. Um, you've got, you've got, uh, the Clinton scandals, plural, ramping up. And you know, it's interesting too, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to turn it right back to Ted. It's, I find it very interesting as I look through the landscape of the forums, whether they're, they're political forums or whether they're survival forums or just conversational forums as well as the social networking. Pay very close attention to the, um, the neuro-linguistic programming, the That's language right. that is being used. So with that, Ted... No, you're right. In the end, it's called NLP, and it's, uh, it deals with the language that's being used with the body uh, motions. It's dealing you know, with body language. It's a, it's a whole art. It's a whole program they've used to train us and to program us with. I know that some of the top uh, people in the, in the corporate field, they actually teach neuro-linguistic programming, and they teach you how to do mass hypnosis by talking to groups of people using it. And uh, it's it's kind of a crazy stuff because it really does work. Real quick thing, uh, we had a uh, my my email that went out today. If you guys want to get on this list, sign up for it. Uh, we talk about methylcobalamin versus cyanide cobalamin, which would both be twelve. One of them's made from cyanide. One of them's a natural form. Uh, how sleeping pills can ha- actually increase the risk of Alzheimer's by up to fifty percent. 
have more than one vaccine per year is priming children for depression. This is just one email that we sent out. Uh, can GHI cleanse protect against the post-industrial chemical apocalypse? That's a very important article. The seven most prescribed drugs in the world and their natural alternatives. Uh, research confirms that vaccines do have an ugly side that nobody wants to address. Another comment, another, these are all separate articles we sent out on our email. Multiple topics including vaccinations, mercury fluoride, and milk, the real truth. Statins are the greatest medical fraud of all time. And should Americans store food and should Christians store food? These are just, a, these are the, just the articles that were sent out today on email. If you're on that, my dad on my email list, you would have gotten all these into your inbox to read at your leisure. You can sign up for that completely for free. And I don't want to stop talking about the health stuff right for a second until I do this. I want to thank you guys for supporting the Hagman Show and support, for supporting Health Masters. You know, we're both family-run organizations and corporations, and if it wasn't for you guys and supporting Health Masters and supporting Doug, uh, we couldn't be here. And uh, we mentioned this a couple of months ago, and you say, well, what will a dollar do, you know, donate to Hagman or $10 or $20? Well, it's not that. It's the aggregate. When you have 20 or 30 or 100 or 200 people doing it at one time and, and you know, giving $100 or $200 or whatever you can afford, it makes a huge difference as far as covering all of our overheads and covering the cost of doing the shows because I'm, I'm on Daystar every single day from 3 to 4 and on Sunday nights from 7 to 8 before Doug, before um, Dave Hodges. So, I mean, I'm on live radio six days a week. Global I'm 60 years old. I'm, 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 I'm global star. Global. That's right. I, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be trying to retire, Doug, not, <laughs> not, not working six days a week, but luckily I'm German and Germans don't really know what working too much is. We just always work all the time. And it's just, it's just, uh, you know, I told, a, I told the general manager of a hotel in, in Rome, they had a huge labor strike the day that we were there in which three quarters of the staff didn't show up. They were, they were wanting more money. And so the manager of the hotel was German and she was bussing tables, bussing tables. Her name was Barbara. And I looked at her. I started laughing. I was having breakfast and I said, uh, man muss immer arbeiten, which means a person has to always work. And she started laughing and she said, that's what my mother said. So we were talking German to each other and I laughed and I said, would you like for me to help you bust some tables? And she goes, well, no, you don't have to do that. You're staying here as a guest. I said, that doesn't matter. I said, when people have a time of need, it's time to help. And see, and that's the whole thing, guys. You know, everybody needs support for one another. We, if anything, pray for the Hagmans, uh, pray for us, pray for health masters. Because we're all the point of the spear. I mean, you know, there's a few big shows on the internet now. You know, my show, Doug's show, Dave Hodges' show, uh, Joyce, Alex. I mean, there's about a dozen of us. You know, Josh. You know, what's the one guy you like also on 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 Glos on on uh, GCN? You got you got another guy you like too, Joe. What was his name? Josh Tully. Yep, yep, yeah. So so we're all out here. And just, you know, and support, let's, let's, let's let us all support one another and build each other up and just realize that, you know, we can't do it alone. But let me start an article. This is interesting. You know, we've had these Canadian wildfires that have been going nuts up there, Doug. And I want to talk about why this happened and what's going on. What people don't realize is this. When you spray nanosized aluminum in dust in aerosol and you cover these forests with a, with a, a layer of aluminum powder, which is what we've done now with these just 20 years of these chemtrails, Aluminum is extremely uh, explosive and ex in dust form, and also it burns extremely well, and it ex burns extremely hot. It can burn over a thousand degrees, 
And what's interesting is that people don't realize is that these forests have been coated in powdered aluminum. And that's why they're saying we've never seen a forest fire this hot. We've never seen a forest fire this uncontrollable. It's intended. I mean, this is what they've done. They've sprayed these forests for absolutely no reason because there's not enough people living in these forests to even spray with chemtrails. But they've sprayed everything with these nanomarkers and with the smart dust and with these aluminum salts. They've dumped on everything now, and they burn insanely hot. Do you remember when Apollo 1 burned up on the launch pad, Doug, back in the 60s? Yes. I think you remember? Yes. They said that yep. one of the reasons that happened is that they, they caught the oxygen, was they had pure oxygen, in the in the, uh, in the in the in the spaceship, and in addition to that, it was all the aluminum that was in there, and it burned so hot. Guys, listen to me. This is why these fires are doing this. You start pumping aluminum powder on everything, it's going to burn like crazy. It's like throwing you know gasoline on a dog on fire, and that's why these fighters are having firefighters are having such a horrible time and trying to extinguish these wildfire fires that ransacked Montana last year, and now apparently they're ransacking the. Uh, Canada right now, but I want to start with that. Here's an interesting article. The Rothschilds again. Gotta love these people. Now have held a hundred thousand dollar a plate dinner fundraiser for Hillary Clinton in Washington DC. This is by Jay Sermopoulos. Uh, providing even more proof that she's simply a puppet for the ruling oligarchy. On Thursday, Hillary Clinton attended a $100,000 ahead fundraiser hosted by none other than Lynn Forrester de Rothschild. A prominent New York businesswoman or a supporter of the Clintons. The Rothschild banking dynasty is a family line that has been accused of pulling the political strings of many different governments through the control of various economic systems throughout the world. Historically, there is ample evidence to prove that this family has used its vast fortune to control the political apparatus of numerous nations throughout history, toppling regimes and bringing entire economies to their knees. Very well written, by the way. And uh, it's an interesting article. Hundred, who in the world would want to hear that wicked witch speak for a hundred thousand dollars, Doug? I mean, did that, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, who has that kind of money? These Democrats who want us everybody to be a socialist, communist dictatorship. Where are they coming up with all this cash? I mean, if yeah. they have this much money, they want to do this. Why don't they give it to the poor and become real communists? I mean, what's what's up with this, Doug? What do you think well, about this? Well, it's li- limousine liberals, as many like to say. But but yeah, you're exactly right. Um, it, it's I've got mine too bad for you mentality, or you know what? Um, uh, I deserve it. I know better than you. That's the mentality. I, I, I really I see. Um, and of course, this is really how communism works. It's it's okay for the the people at the top, the people wielding the power, but it's not okay for the worker bees, and and everyone must know their place and be put in their place and and stay in their place, and, and you know whether, I mean I, I when, when people and, and you know what Ted we I, I was watching um, Alex Jones had some uh, uh, did a great job of getting some some videos. Of the uh, uh, Sanders or the anti-Trump people, okay, for example, and to listen to their irrational arguments. I mean, do these people even hear themselves? Number one, number two, they can't even. <laughs> I could not imagine attempting to have a, a, a 
cogent argument with with any of these people or a debate because it's just they resort. I mean, within minutes or seconds, they resort. They There's go no from, critical thinking. No, right, and, and it's all obscene. It's all, as soon as a well, point's made that they can't they can't intellectually uh, uh, argue back with, they name call, they scream, swear, yeah, get violent, and, and that's right. Pretty graphic, then. Well, well, you know what's interesting? I was on the airplane the other day, and I, I don't. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you or not, Doug, because I told several people about it today. So my memory isn't as good as it needs to be right now with this little bit of jet lag I got going on. But I stopped. Our, our plane got stopped in the tarmac at Orlando International Airport for like 20 minutes while they cleared the uh, the gate. And there was a lady behind me who started talking to my 13 year old daughter. Have I told you the story yet? No. Okay. And uh, and what happened is we were talking. I heard, heard her talking to Savannah. She was telling Savannah to give her a call, and she gave her a business card. I mean, this is completely unnecessary to, to solicit somebody's child with a business card, you know what I'm saying? To, she'd hook her up with some clothes. And I thought to myself, this is a bit weird. Well, I started talking to this wife. I figured, well, I want to, to be in this conversation. They were sitting right behind me. And I said, well, I said, uh, where are you from? And she goes, from Newark. I said, oh, that's great. And I said, let me ask you a question. Are you pro-Trump or pro-Clinton? She goes, well, I'm voting for Hillary. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Uh, so that kind of that kind of tells you who she is right there. And I said, well, have you read Roger Stone's book, The Clinton's War on Women? She goes, yeah, I read the book. It's uh, really, really informative, and it really shows the horrible things that Hillary has done and the Clintons have done to women. And I said, okay, you read the book? She goes, yeah. And I said, okay, you're still going to vote for the Clintons? She goes, well, yeah. She goes, what about you? Who are you voting for? I said, I'm voting for Trump. And I, she says, why are you voting for Trump? And I said, because I can't get past Benghazi or Hillary's War on Women. Is that enough? And she goes, well, I don't trust Trump. And I said, you trust Hillary? <laughs> I said, after you read that book? I said, are you joking me? She goes, well, no. She goes, I don't trust Trump. And I thought to myself, I said, why don't you trust Trump? And she goes, well, I met him one time. I said, what did he do to you when you met him? He says, nothing. He was a business guy. He was very cordial. He was just a business guy. I said, okay, well, you don't trust him? No, I don't trust him. Well, why? Well, I don't have a reason why. I just don't trust him. I said, but do you trust Hillary after you read the book? Well, yeah. And I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. And she goes, well, I just want things left the way they are. I want things left in the status quo. I don't want a bunch of radical changes being done. And I said, what do you think just happened in the past eight years? <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? I said, this has been a nightmare for the past eight years. She goes, well, Obama hasn't done what he said he was going to do. And I said, do you think Hillary's any different? I said, Obama, Bush, Clinton. I said, they're all the same. I said, you know, we've had the ruling elite Bush family run the United States since 1980, directly or indirectly because Ronald Reagan was shot 30 days into the White House. And she goes, well, that's true. And I said, so we had 20 years, another 20, you know, 20, another 15 years. We had 35 years of Bush rule, pretty much, because he took over the Reagan White House for eight years and four more years on his own. And then Clintons were their cronies. And then, of course, Obama and George W. I said, this has been a nightmare. I said, after 35 years of these clouds, they've about destroyed the republic. And she goes, well, I want Clinton in there. And Doug, no matter what I tried to do, I could not reason with this girl. This woman, she's like 35 years old, 40 years old. So finally we got off the plane and we're going to the luggage. And I told Savannah, I said, give me that lady's uh, business card, my 13-year-old daughter. She hands me the card. I immediately threw it away. And I said, forget you met her. She's a weirdo. I said, don't be associating with people like that. They have no reasoning skills whatsoever. And they just need to be avoided. I said, because you can't talk to these people because they have no reason they don't like Trump. They have no reason. At all, right. they just, they just right. don't like Trump, you know. But they like Hillary, even though they read all these horrible books of what she's done. Look at another example: the Russia Today had a news story. Bill Clinton was frequent flyer on the pedophile jet Lolita Express. Oh yeah, 
with the infamous Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, he wrote on Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express when they were having sex with these young girls 26 times. Are you kidding me? 26 <laughs> times. Well, what were they doing? Well, I don't know, but you know, it doesn't sound like anything I want to be involved with, and I don't know why in the world the president or these guys are wanting to be involved with any of this stuff, but we know Hillary Clinton's a lesbian. Everybody knows that, okay? We can just go ahead and just call it what it is. We know they don't have any kind of decent marriage. We know that Bill basically is scared to death of Hillary. We know that. We know that Hillary is a filthy, filthy mouth witch who cusses everybody out and is F this and GD this with everybody she talks to. And do we really want this unbelievable lowlife in the White House? Well, you know, what difference does it make? You know, we got, we got a gay guy in the White House right now, according to Joan Rivers, and, the, you know, she was dead 30 days into that little comment. Now, I mean, this is unbelievable, Doug, that the United States has done this, and now they're telling us that not only can we not say anything about it, we got to like it. Well, guess what, guys? I don't like it. I don't like any of this stuff. That's why I started off the show tonight reading that first comment that I had written over the week, over last night. I mean, this is a nightmare of what's happening in the United States, and the problem is the population doesn't want to talk about it. Because we've been so dumbed down with fluoride, dumbed down with statin drugs, dumbed down with Prozac, dumbed down with tricyclic antidepressants, and of course the serotonin reuptake inhibitors. All of these things are poisoning us. We don't want to have any guys that are macho. I mean, the lawmakers just rejected John Wayne Day over there in California because they said he was a racist, which is a complete and total lie. I mean, it's just because they don't want to have a role model of somebody who's not a weirdo. All they want to have is weirdos as role models. And you know, it's crazy, Doug. It really is. Here's another article. Budget cuts are forcing half of the Air Force bombers to be grounded. Now, think about this stuff. You know, we, we, we did an F-35 program that we spent over a trillion dollars on. I mean, how can you spend a trillion dollars on an on a airplane that doesn't really fly very well? And the crazy thing about this is they can't even keep the planes they have flying. And the, the nuttiest part about the whole thing is our technology with our anti-gravity technology and all the stuff that we've done is so far advanced now that these antiquated aircraft should be easy to maintain. The problem is they don't want to roll out the new level of technology because they're trying to keep everybody in the dark. So it's, it's crazy. So we spent over a trillion dollars on the F-35, but the American infrastructure is $1.44 trillion short through 2025. In other words, if we just had shelved the beef, the the uh, the uh, the, third, the F-35, the, uh, the, the 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 whole program, Doug, we'd have had enough money to pay for the infrastructure repair in the United States through 2025. But one stupid airplane program through the American, you know, through the military-industrial complex, has caused a massive shortfall on just trying to build the re rebuild bridges and roads and highways. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, Doug? Like crazy. And now the ne the, ne the next article is the U.S. to give Israel's largest military aid package in history, the White House. Remember that, we can't even keep our planes flying, but we're going to give Israel the largest military... Now, I know some of you guys are going to get all mad at me now that I'm saying this, but doggone it all, until the United States can get its own house in order and stop running these huge deficits and get real money back in and get rid of the Federal Reserve, we don't need to give the doggone Balfour Declaration how the Rothschilds Israel more money. It's the nonsense. The White House is reportedly planning to accept Israel's demands for increased military aid. With the current memorandum of understanding set to expire in 2018, Israel has been pressuring the White House to enlarge the annual aid budget from $3.1 billion to $4.5 billion. Are you joking me? Anyway, the country's broken. We're giving away billions and billions of dollars to, to a country that contains Tel Aviv, the largest homosexual, most you know, the most popular homosexual destination in the world, Tel Aviv. Are you joking? Well, yeah, that's what they want us to do. 
Uh, the ADL, by the way, and you guys I'm sure already reported on this a few weeks ago, has targeted Trump as saying that he's anti-Semitic. <laughs> Did you guys read this on the air? Uh, referenced it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're saying because he's saying keep America first that it was used by anti-Semites like Charles yeah. Lindbergh to keep the United States out of World War II. So again, they're rewriting history and they're making everybody an anti-Semite. I mean... <laughs> I guess well, I'm an, you, you, I guess we're all in a semi. So we, anything you say, I mean, I can say I don't like certain Christians. I don't like certain, you know, you know, Hindus or certain Buddhists or anybody. But if I say I don't like certain Jews, oh my God, you're an anti-Semite. No, I'm not. Gosh, I teach Old Testament dietary laws out of the Torah in churches as far as obeying Levitical precepts as far as not eating pork and shellfish. How does that make me an anti-Semite? When Carter wrote that book, President Carter wrote that book, I think it was Palestine, not apartheid, a couple years ago, he, they called him an anti-Semite, and he was one of the big pro-staunch supporters of Israel. I mean, anybody who says anything about Israel or about certain folks that are Jewish that are doing bad things is an anti-Semite now in the country because of the control of the media by these interest groups. I mean, it's the whole thing's nuts to me, Doug. I, yeah, I mean, and, and the lang- see, Ted, the other the other side of this is, okay, Genesis. You know, um, I, I will I will uh, curse those or curse the bless those who bless thee with in reference to Israel. Okay, uh, I understand that. Okay, we understand. You and I and others can have an intellectual discussion about Israel. Okay, and 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 our treatment of Israel, where what what comes into play here, what people don't understand or cannot agree, seem to agree upon, is is the um, Israel of the Bible, the Jews of the Bible, as opposed to the political Zionism. Okay, which mm-hmm. you know, boy, you start talking about that, and it's like. Um, the rapture abortion or the rapture debate and and other things all wrapped into one it's you know now it's a party because people don't want to talk intellectually and i said this before there's a big difference between reacting and responding to something and there's there's a big difference between how people talk about um various issues everyone is so minimally uh, well Everyone and Greg Jackson uses this statement a lot: uh, an inch deep and a mile wide. Okay, in terms of of um, the intellectual discussion about things, and and you do have different factions. That right. when it comes to Israel, right. you have those that are are um, you know doing things for their own personal gain, for the the gain of an agenda that they serve, versus those agendas which are God's versus. I mean, it's like America. If people judged us by our government's actions, we would all be, you know, horribly guilty of, of human sodomite right. baby killers and. Uh, but there's different agendas. Yeah. There's different, you know, um, people. But, 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 but see, groups inside. and we should not. Be, and Ted, and I'm not going to be quiet here, but we shouldn't be afraid to discuss, to have a discussion about this. And where I have a problem is, um, to me. Who is the who is the accuser of the brethren? Well, many self-proclaimed Christians are acu- the accuser of the brethren. They'll look them right out and say, "Hey, you know that's not biblical," or in my view, that's not biblical. Well, wait a second. Isn't that Satan's job to accuse the brethren? I don't know. Just me talking. I guess that's a rhetorical question. But go ahead, Ted. 
Well, no, let's look, let's look at Genesis 12. That we're quoting the verse. Let's talk about it. Uh, and he says, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. He's talking to Abraham, the calling of Abram to Abraham. Uh, this, Israel wasn't even formed at this point. I mean, you know, the Muslim race, remember, it, Abraham formed the Muslim race, and he also formed the Jewish race, because he was the father of many nations. That's what the word says. And it says, and he, they're talking to Abraham, and it says, and I will bless those who bless you. They're talking about blessing Abraham, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. It says that right there. All the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram went forth as the Lord has spoken him, and Lot went with him. And now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. That's the verse. It has nothing to do with Israel. I hate to be a newsflasher with you guys. This is one of the many races that were formed from Israel. We're supposed to bless Israel. Now we're supposed to pray for Israel, but we're supposed to bless Abraham. And so they, they take this and they translate this as saying, this is talking about Israel. It doesn't say that. So again, it's back to the commentaries. The commentaries go in, like the Schofield Bible, and they bring the Zionism up, and they make you believe that this is what the stuff says, and it's not what it says at all. And it says, I will bless those who bless you, and through those who dishonors you, I will, you I will curse. Through you and all the families of the earth will be blessed. That's the English Standard Version of this. And they're talking specifically about Abraham. They never mentioned Israel, because it wasn't even formed at this point. They don't mention the 12 tribes of Israel. They don't mention the Muslims that also came from Abram, uh, you know, with, with, you know, with Sarah, the maidservant. They don't mention any of this stuff. And, but, but yet, that's, that's what we're told that's supposed to believe by the Schofield Bible, and so everybody believes it. So, again, you're right, Doug, Joe. Why can't we have a discussion? Well, I mean, I'll, well, I'll, give, yeah. I'll give Chuck Baldwin credit. Chuck Baldwin has written multiple articles on this very topic in News with Views. It's cost him a whole bunch of his support. It's cost him a bunch of his donations because right. he's told the truth about this. I mean, we got a country that was formed by the Balfour Declaration. It is not the Old Testament Israel that we all think it is on Genesis through the, the Torah, the five first books of Levitical law. It is not that. There are more sorcerers and wizards and Harry Potter kind of people there. And it's just that it's a, it's a disaster what's happened over in Israel. And we've been all made to believe that it's the Old Testament Israel. If you proselytize and try to convert a Jewish person in Israel to Christianity and you do it openly out on the street, you're going to get arrested and go to jail. I mean, it's the, the only religion there is Judaism. And the Judaism they practice isn't from the five first books of Levitical law or the Pentateuch. It's from the Babylonian Tower that was written in the 6th century. And Jesus called them out. He said that you nullify the word of God for the sake of your own traditions. And then in the book of Revelation, it says that, the, that these people that are the Luciferians, they're the synagogue of Satan, and that their, their father is the devil. I mean, he's called it out in the book of John. He, it was called out again in the book of Revelation. It was called back out by Jesus himself, and I believe it was in Matthew. And, you know, they nullify the word of God for the sake of their traditions. And these Sabbatine Kabbalists, Luciferians, who basically brought this whole thing to the head now in the last 300 years, bringing the Rothschild banking cartel into this movement, are a bunch of Luciferians. You know, and the sad part about it is, is that the Christian church has been told that this is how they're supposed to believe because of political Zionism. Doug, you nailed it on the head. And David Pike well, wrote one of the best yeah. articles that I've ever read. And the name of the article is that, that you shall not, you shall not call out its name, political Zionism, because if you do, you say anything about this, now you're automatically like they've done to Donald Trump now. He's an anti-Semite because he said America first. Well, you know what, guys? America is running giant deficits. We have huge disparities in our trade, and we're going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt, and by the trillions of dollars every single year, unsustainable debt that cannot be paid back. 
and yet we're still giving away hundreds of billions of dollars in foreign aid every single year that we're borrowing and giving away. Now you say, well, you think, oh, don't think we should support Israel? I didn't say that. I don't think we should be giving foreign aid to anybody, see, okay. Doug. And, and, and see, okay, because I guarantee you, Ted, I'm going to be getting a ton of emails because we're, we're talking about this, and, and people are, don't see. See, here's the thing. People, again, it goes back to response versus reaction. People re, will react to what we're talking about. Not, I mean, they're going to hear what they want to hear and, and not hear the discussion that we're having here at the table. Just let me let's bring it back into context because I at the end of the day here, America first. What does that mean? Well, obviously there is a an element of hubris there, but more importantly, or perhaps equally important, what we're saying, or what I what I like to believe or understand here, is that we as a nation have to fix our own ills first. Do we not, including? taking care of the indigent the returning veterans i mean my goodness absolutely why would we why would we be spewing money out to other nations i mean billions to israel um, and billions more around the world yeah where we have homeless right. vets uh, you know in the 50 plus thousand we have you know poverty at levels of third world countries it does yeah. not make sense yeah <laughs> And this is what yeah, Ron Paul says. Ron Paul said the same thing. He goes, why are we in over 60 countries with our military? Why are we policing the world? And Donald Trump said the same thing. Why are we doing this? Why are we not charging these countries for this? I mean, we go in there for free, I guess because we're buying political influence or we're overthrowing governments. And you know, and we need to get out of this nation-building and this empire-building nonsense that the Rothschilds have put us into. I mean, we're a puppet of the Rothschild banking cartel is what we are. And, and so is Israel. And the, and the sad part about all of this is the Christians don't want to realize what's happening here because it's not, quote, politically correct. Because we've all been so brainwashed into believing the lie of, you know, of that, that, that this Israel that we see now in this Middle East is the Israel of the Old Testament. It is not. Okay? This is more of a political group. In, the, in Israel right now. It's a group of people that are sabotating Kabbalists. A lot of them are Luciferians. And I'm not saying they're all like this because I don't believe that. But the point is, the guys who are in charge over there are really not good people. Okay? And the sad right. part about it is, is people in America don't want to believe this. Look what they're doing to the Palestinians, for heaven's sakes. I mean, we take these countries in the Middle East, we bomb them into rubble. You got Libya, you got Syria, you got, you know, Afghanistan, you got, you got Iraq, uh, now you, you've got Egypt. You, you've destroyed all these countries. We've bombed them. We've killed their families, killed their husbands, killed their wives, killed millions of people over there. And now we decide we're going to bring them all to the country, into our country, start bringing them all over Europe. They're so pissed off because we've killed their family, and we wonder why they're jihadists. Are you joking me? When we're training right. ISIS anyhow? This whole thing's right. nuts, Doug. No, exactly. And again, people are only going to hear what they want to hear out of this and then take this and run with it. You've got to understand, we, we do, when Glenn Beck and, uh, whatever else, uh, the other guy went down to the Mexican border, you know, taking soccer balls and teddy bears, okay, uh, calling that a humanitarian crisis. Is that an incorrect Statement. No, it's not an incorrect statement. It's a humanitarian crisis. But it's more than that. It is not only a humanitarian crisis. It's one that was caused, orchestrated, planned, and executed by the Western intelligence 
services or the actual it's collateral for the uh, the collateral result of the criminal cabal that's orchestrating these things so yes when we go over and destabilize countries western intelligence destabilize countries throughout the middle east this was not like arab spring not not a spontaneous uprising but when we go out and, and destabilize the, the power bases it's done with a forethought and with an agenda um to to create this uh problem reaction solution as well as the cloward piven uh the whole doctrine uh by the fabian socialists by the people in power by these psychopaths um so it's yeah uh just to be clear this is what we're talking about here is an orchestrated series of events that that yes at, at face it's a humanitarian crisis but it, when you look at it deeper it's much greater than that it's one of our own making or the not our own making but the the, the criminal cabal of satan luciferianist uh, uh idiots in power i don't know if i made sense but 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 see again people are i just want people to understand what we're saying here it's not an indictment of an entire race or religion at this point it's uh and and one more thing ted where where this is exemplified i believe or illustrated perfectly is during World War II where uh, the Germans, the the Nazis, to be more, not Germans, but the Nazis, weaponized Islam much like Brezhnev weaponized the Muslims against U.S. Uh, against the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. Um, but but he did that because they were predisposed to that type of violence. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? The, the it does. In fact, I want everybody to pull an article up and read this after the show. I'm going to read the first paragraph of it, and you get an idea of what he's talking about. This is David Icke. And the name of the article is, They Dare Not Speak Its Name, Rothschild Zionism. That, and just, just to put, They Dare Not Speak Its Name, Rothschild Zionism, David Icke, and you can read the entire article. And here's what he said. He says, But to understand the financial crisis, 9-11 is so much more, it must be spoken constantly as we begin a new year amid ever-gathering global tyranny. I have written and spoken extensively about the agenda behind the unfolding global financial crisis. Most conspiracy researchers either don't realize the fundamental significance of this network or they're too frightened to talk about it is widely known as Zionism, or as I call it more accurately, I suggest Rothschild Zionism. I have the Rothschild to constantly emphasize the true creators of Zionism and its controllers to this day. I'll explain in the connection to connect later to a gathering economic catastrophe with some background is necessary to put all of this into pieces. This here's what he says. Listen to this is so important. Ask most people about Zionism and they will say, that's the Jews. But while this is the impression the Rothschild networks and politics and the media have sought very successfully to sell as common knowledge, it's not true. It represents only a minority of them and many others who are not Jewish. This is very important. Rothschild Zionism is in, in its public expression is a political ideology based on the homeland for Jewish people in Palestine and believes that the Jews are God's chosen race and you have a promised land. They also believe that the real borders of Israel must encompass now we know as Palestine. That's the public expression of Zionism, but at the inner core, it has a secret society created and controlled by the House of Rothschild. 
They have sought to sell Zionism means all Jewish people lie so they can condemn as anti-Semites and racists anyone who exposes the truth about Rothschild Zionism and its agents in government, banking, business, media, and military. This is why most researchers won't go there, even though they are aware to know that they should go there to uncover and expose what is happening in the world. We need to see what's going on and who the backbone and who the brains are. And it goes on to detail about how they're being, you're being immediately ridiculed as a racist or as, 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 as an anti-Semite if you say anything about Rothschild Zionism. And so you need, everybody needs to read this. It's like a 20-page article he wrote on this, and he talks about the different people in America that are promoting it and go into detail with it. Now, do I agree with everything in this article? Absolutely not. But here's what I will say. For some reason, you know, we can, everybody can say everything they want to say about Christians or Hindus or Buddhists. They can't say anything about Muslims or, or the Jewish folks. They can't, or, or they're immediately classified as racist or, you know, or xenophobes. And the thing about this is, is that we can't have this. We have to be able to have a discussion about this. We've got to ask ourselves, why is Tel Aviv the number one homosexual destination, you know, capital of the world as far as vacations? Why is that? You know, why is that okay with the people that are running Tel Aviv? I mean, why is that okay? So we have to be willing to go in this thing and say, hey, look, let's take a real hard look at this. And what David Icke does, he goes into the entire Bush and Obama administration and starts naming all of these folks, both Jewish and Gentile, who are Rothschild Zionists and what they believe and what they're doing to further their agenda. And it's a phenomenally written article. Now, I don't agree with all of it. Some of it I just simply don't agree with, but some of it is just dead on. So it's like David Icke, most David Icke stuff, I agree with about 80% of what he writes, the other 20% I don't agree with. But the point is, it's just really an interesting way of looking at things. And, and if you don't want to read this, read the stuff that Pastor Baldwin has written about this. He's written some extensive articles on this too. But it's, it's the time has come now that we don't allow ourselves to be brainwashed into believing everything that we read in the media and believing everything we hear on the mainstream news. We've got to realize that a lot of the stuff that we've been taught simply a lie, Joe and Doug, and that we have to understand that this is an agenda of world dominion, world domination, and a lot of it's been brought to us by the banking card cartels that are managing and running and selling us into slavery and the debt through Amen. their fiat currency, Amen. period. And one more thing I'd like to add, because I see this all of the time um, on, on the comments section on videos, uh, InfoWars perhaps, or, or um, I, I think probably for the most part, because they're, they're the most active, where a commenter will come in and say, it's, it's the Jewish owned media. It's the Jews control the banks. It's, and they blame it on the Jews. Whereas you just described the system and by, and I said that just to say this, I believe by not addressing it the way responsibly and with factual and a degree of accuracy for those reasons that's why you have this anti-semitism developing that's why you you have this blame the jews for everything that right. is so rampant and is intellectually and spiritually wrong no, it's, not, not it's not true no, no, because 99 percent of the jews don't know what's going on either right okay they don't know either it's like Christians. right right just to be clear, I mean, I, you're not saying I'm, I'm not accurate. I'm, what I'm saying is these commenters will get on there and say, well, it's the Jews. It's the Jews. It's Jewing, Jewish-owned banks, Jewish-owned media. Right, exactly. So just to be clear, the, the la I mean, this is what I'm saying now. By not rationally discussing this and being fa discussing this in a factual manner, 
that's the reason for these insane, inaccurate, and anti-Semitic comments. Well, and see, think about this. You know, you can be a Christian, you can be a, a German or a, a Frenchman or a U.S. citizen or whatever. Jews are a race and a religion on the same name. You know, so when you hear the word Jew, you automatically assume that they're Jewish, that they believe in the Old Testament, they practice the Torah, and they're Jewish. It's not true. Okay? It's just that it's, the name, the name doesn't necessarily mean they practice the religion, but that's the only religion that's like that. They're Jewish. You assume that they're a Jew and that they're practicing Judaism because it's all kind of wrapped together. That's not true. The majority of these guys that are running this New World Order, they don't practice Judaism. They're Luciferians. They, pra- they worship Lucifer. Okay, they, they do human sacrifices. I mean, they're, they're a bunch of sickos, okay? And now, there's a bunch of them also that are not even Jewish at all that are involved in this. You got the Bilderberger Group. You got the Council on Foreign Relations. You've got the Council of 300. You've got a lot of these, uh, these, these secret societies and these hierarchies of the Masonic lodges that are involved in it. You've got the Catholic Church that's involved in it. And none of these guys are Jewish, okay? Or most of them aren't. And so what ends up happening is you can't just say it's the Jews because it's not. And so don't do that because that, that makes us all sound like we're a bunch of wackos because it's, it's not just the Jews. It's this entire group of people that are working together to bring in a one-world order under Lucifer. That's who's doing this. It just so happens that because the Rothschilds are primarily Jewish from race, but not in religion, that they're the ones that control the money supply in all of these central banks, that they're always the ones that everybody's pointing at as the Jews, as the Jews, as Jews. No, it's not. George Bush and his gang is just as bad. They're not Jewish. Are you kidding me? These guys, it's just, we can't allow ourselves to get into that. It's only the Jews that are doing this, because it's not. And so You're that's right. the most Ted, important people thing you're listening to. They're not Jewish, but you see Joe Biden saying he's a Zionist. You see these people right. in the top level of governments claiming to be Zionist and or uh, you know part Jewish friends of of, of Jewish or descendants right. of of Jews and without any proof. That's and right. I specifically remember Joe Biden. Uh, this was a few years ago. I don't know what context he was asked the question, but he says. Oh yeah, I, I love Zionist. I'm a Zionist, and oh, it just kind of took me back a little because I didn't understand, you know, why? Uh, why was he claiming that? Uh, well, because because they, they do believe, in leadership. Yeah. Well, and see that. So, see, so the question here is, and this is what your talk show does so well, Doug and Joe, is you question all of these mainstream narratives that we've been taught are true, and you say, hey, wait a minute, maybe that's not true. Maybe we need to think about this and take a look at what the Bible says, and maybe we need to think about what these people really believe and what they really want to have happen, and why they're trying to bring in a new world order, control under communism, socialism, Satanism, whatever you want to call it. But let's, let's get off this topic. We're almost out of time. I want to read you this real quick. A burglar sues a homeowner who shot him. Now, this is something that you guys have got to listen to. This is super important. A burglar who broke into Dunkirk Man's garage has filed a lawsuit against the homeowner for shooting him. Authorities said that David Bailey of Albany broke into the garage of a Josh of Dunker resident David McLaughlin. McLaughlin, now 33 years old, fired gunshots at the intruder as he saw fleeing his property. Listen to me, guys. Unless you're in, if somebody's robbing you and then they turn around and they run away from you, you don't have the right to shoot them. Tell everybody, Doug, Correct. you know I'm right. 
You can't oh, do yeah, that. Yeah, because they're they're trying to get away. You you can't you can't just kill them, okay? Now if they're trying to shoot, if, if they pull a knife on you or a gun on you and they try to rob you, you pull a pistol out of your pocket and they're trying to rob you and you shoot them. That's different. But if somebody breaks into your house and they're running down the street and you run out of the front yard and you gun them down and they're a hundred yards away, you're going to go to jail and you're going to get sued. Yeah, right. Yep. Right. And in your house, you're su- you're supposed That's to right. take a step back if the possible. Furthest wall if possible. The, 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 the fur- you retreat until you can't retreat anymore. I don't know. It's called the furthest furthest wall doctrine in many states. Um, I don't know if Florida it has the furthest wall doctrine. In other words, you, you do everything you can before you pull the trigger. And yeah, if you if you shoot, some- now we had a case here just real quick. We had a case here. Uh, where there was actually uh, a jury, a runaway jury that uh, that uh, uh, the owner of a business junkyard shot a young man in the back with a shotgun. I mean, it, it, it was a, a bad shoot, and he was brought up by the DA on, on uh, attempted murder. In fact, it might have been murder uh, charges, attempted murder, and of course he was let off. Now this is probably two decades ago now, uh, but but he had been the subject of five or six burglaries by the same group of people bottom line was that was the only case i'm aware of where a jury um actually let off a guy that uh, uh, a man who shot another young yeah. kid in the back however you're exactly right you don't shoot a fleeing person in the back or anywhere else mm-hmm. because you will be in trouble you Exactly right. Well, you and, and if somebody's if somebody if you if you live out in the country and somebody's breaking your fence down, but they're not trying to do any bodily harm to you, and you walk up to them and say, "Get away from my fence! I'm going to shoot you," and you shoot them for breaking your fence, you're going to go to jail. You yeah. can't do stuff yeah. like that. You got to call the police. You got to videotape it. You got to do whatever you got to do. Let the police charge them with that. But you can't start killing people because they're doing stuff that you don't like. And now in Florida, we do have a we do have our castle doctrine here, which means if you're in your home that they can't, you don't have to retreat in Florida. If somebody walks into your kitchen and you're standing there and they have a knife or a gun and you know they're there to rob you and you, you know they're up to no good and they walk into your house, you can shoot them as soon as they walk in the house. You don't have to run away. I mean, Florida's got great laws protecting homeowners down here against that because before it was awful. In fact, in Florida, you're now allowed to fire a warning shot if you're a concealed weapons holder if you see a Somebody trying to attack you, and then you see you pull a gun on them. Before you'd go to jail just for pulling the gun if you didn't discharge the weapon. Now you can actually fire around into the ground, and it's considered legal in the state of Florida to try to stop a felony from occurring, and you end up not going to jail because you know they, they were putting people in jail because they were firing warning shots and they were being robbed, and so that was crazy. And see, so Florida has really got their act together pretty much as far as concealed weapons and the ability to defend yourself in your own home. But I wanted to call and tell you guys that because it's a major problem. You can't start shooting people when they're running out of your house or running down the street. You just can't do that. This is not the Wild West. No, and Ted, listen to this in Target in Pennsylvania here. This is a headline from uh, yesterday. A man saved a girl while being stabbed in Target is now being sued by Target for saving the girl. Um Michael Turner saved the life of a 16-year-old girl who was attacked and viciously stabbed in a Target store in Pennsylvania, is now being sued by Target for his heroism, and uh, the case is going to uh, court. (laughs) 
Well, Target needs to basically shut shut itself down. Yeah, they're doing a good job. No, I won't. I won't shop at Target again. My whole family said no more with Target. All of us need to boycott Todd Bowie. I mean, there's close to a million people have signed up on this petition against Target now, and we just need to tell Target to take a pound of salt and be done with them. I mean, they've lost four billion dollars in stock value already because of what's happened, and uh, the guys are a bunch of idiots. I mean, they're all idiots. I mean, that's all I can say. I'm not going to have any interest in ever buying anything there again. You're right. Uh, Target down, uh, I don't know, it's high, uh, 52 week high was 8581. It's down to 6860. Um, in the last week, it's changed, um, I believe at least 10 to 15 See, points. Uh, we, we can make a difference, Ted. I, I, in, yeah. in our actions as Christians, we can make a difference. And that's just one instance of where I suspect we're making a difference. We are. We have to be because I mean, we, if, here's the thing: if we and I've said this before on the show, and I mean, I prayed on y'all show before. I pray on my show all you know, not all the time, but I should pray more often. But I do. I have prayed on my show on, on a regular basis, and I say, look, guys, if we as Christians understood who we are in Christ Jesus, if we understood the power of dunamis of prayer, how we release dynamite into this unseen world of of frequencies when we pray. We create scalar waves. We've talked about it on your show before. And we change the very fabric of space-time. This is what they do with their, their human sacrifices. We've talked about it. They change the attention field and create this energy field around us to make this holographic image that we're in what they want it to be. They, they form it in what they want its image to be. We have the authority given to us from on high to change it all. If we as Christians prayed in the aggregate of what we want to have happen, and we bound Hillary Clinton, we bound Obama, we bound these Supreme Court judges that are so liberal, and we did it in a group of people in prayer, we would literally change the fabric of space-time overnight. It would all be changed. We'd, we'd wake up to a different planet. But see, we have that ability. That's why Jesus said, say to this mountain, go into the sea, it'll be cast into the sea. See, we have the authority that God gave us. The problem is Christians have forgotten who they are. They've forgotten who God is because they've been so blinded by the God of this age, by Lucifer. And, the, and, the, and Jesus said it himself so succinctly. He said, light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And this is what's happened to Christians all over the place. They don't understand because they're not being taught from the pulpit the power and the authority they've been given by God Almighty when they accept Jesus Christ and they go into covenant with God. They don't get that. They, 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 they're, they're in this horrible movie that they call their life that they can't even control because they don't understand that they have the authority to control the players in their movie and control what happens in their movie. They don't get it. And so they go through life miserable and defeated. Most people do because they don't understand the authority and the power that we have through our relationship with Christ Jesus after we get saved and we get born again and we're connected with him through the Holy Spirit. And this is the problem that we have in churches. The churches don't teach any of this. You know, it's just the name it, claim it, grab it, blab it, grab it guys in all these Pentecostal churches. And they don't, they don't want to tell the people the truth of what's going on because they want the groupies and the yuppies and the trendies to be in there to support them because these guys who are politically correct that are going to church they don't want to hear the truth about what the Word of God says. They don't want to hear the truth about what the Bible says. They don't want to hear the truth about any of this stuff. All they want to do is be in their little feel-good churches and think that they've done something by going to church on Sunday morning. And sadly, this is what's happened to the United States. I blame 99% on what's happened to the people in this country on the pulpits and their unwillingness to speak the truth, Doug and Joe. I do. I believe I, that's same thing Chuck Baldwin does. He blames the same thing, too. And, we, and we've got to stand up and tell the truth. And, and people need to realize that when we tell the truth, 
that there are going to be side effects from that. There's going to be people that people are, people aren't going to like you. The people are going to love you. But the truth of the matter is, at least they know you're telling the truth and you're not lying to them and you're not just saying what you think they need to want to hear. That's how I look at it. Amen. And you know what? We've got about uh, 60 seconds left of the program. You did it again. You you took us right out. Um, I I, I want to make sure you're over your your jet lag. So uh, we're just going to close easy. No, we're going to close strong tonight. Actually, you know what? You, you did it. it. What an information packed broadcast, folks. Share this broadcast with others that you know, um, and spread the word both about about our show about. Um, Ted Brewer's show airing here, right here on the Night Star Global Star. Oh, wait a minute, Day Star. I mean, I mean, wait, wait, Global Star. That's it. I'm, I'm just kidding. You know, a Global Star Radio Network. And uh, are you mad at me? Did, oh, did I make time. you mad? Dude. Did, did Ted just hang up on me? No, I'm here. I'm here, guys. I'm just listening. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the closing. I know we had like 10 right. seconds left. <laughs> yeah, brother. No, I, I just want to say thank you very much for uh, uh, for joining us tonight. Man, yeah. I'll tell you, what a lot of information. Well, we, we, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening to us tonight. And, and thanks for supporting the Hagmans and supporting Health Masters. We appreciate you guys. All right. God bless you, my Folks, friend. every Sunday before Dave Hodges. Yeah. And each and every weekday. 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Ted Brewer, his son Austin, radio show right here, healthmasters.com. Check them out. This is the Global Star Radio Network.